Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. Come on right here, drop the tea. You know that it's the tea with Queen B. The shade. Amber's in here trying to kill me. <laughs> trying to kill me, pouring shots of Casamigos. Reposado. I'm done with it. She's got like three shots in one. I asked her to pour me a dash in the cup. I don't really know how to do a problem. I need to buy some wine glass. I mean, wine glass. A shot glass. glass you would be a freaking terrible ass fucking bartender. I sure would. Anyway. Hey, hey, hey. What's going on to all my kings and queens and in betweens? It's your girl, the one and only Miss B, Queen B. And we back. And we back. And we back. And we back. Oh, cheers. Cheers, Amber. Queen. Okay, that could have been better. Y'all, we're back. Of course, it's your girl, the one and only Miss B Queen B, coming at y'all with episode. I don't know what this is. I want to say episode eleven of the second season. Don't charge it to my heart. That's you know? sad. Look, it's been a long time. Of course, y'all know I got my right hand hitter with me, deep motherfucking goddess. Yes, ma'am. Hi, motherfucker. Well, you know what? I got to get it back right because you know we did hear that P Valley is coming back on. Ooh, July 12th. Yes. Put some respect on my name. Uh-huh. Can't wait. We're back, y'all. So excited to be back with y'all. I have missed y'all so much. And you know what? This time away has really um this time away has really uh, made me feel, you know, how our listeners, our loyal listeners feel about us and have missed us. I've had people hit us up and ask us why there hasn't been a new episode yet, you know, what we've been doing, you know, all of the above. You know, this is a, a microwave society. They want it hot, 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 <laughs> I had to take a break and step away. It's just a lot going on, guys. It's and a lot going back. on. Uh, we did make it through. I mean, all last year, though, we were pretty good. We were consistent. Now, mm-hmm. at, at, it's just all that's going on at the end of it, when they opening the world up. Shit is going down. Yeah, shit then hit the fan, spun around. When the funk hits the fan, <laughs> all of the above. We're, you know, we're, we're here, you know, we're thriving. We're making it day by day. But, um, of course, before uh, we, the last episode that we did, I was telling all of y'all that I was going to go have knee surgery, which I did. I had a knee replacement on the 15th of April. And I'm just going to say, it ain't been no joke. Okay. Okay. I feel you've been doing pretty good. I really have. I've been getting around. My cane is popping. Yeah. So at first, Bianca was on meds. I couldn't barely get in touch with her because she was asleep. So we definitely were not in the right place to be recording because yeah, who knows if that would have came out right. I couldn't even sit up for. I wouldn't even been able to sit up this long to record yeah just a few weeks ago you were really down and out i really was like literally i was in the bed all day every day on my meds i mean yeah it was bad so i'm thankful to have the surgery i'm coming out of it i'm in physical therapy i'm still not you know really getting around as um you know i would like to of course i'm having cabin fever out of this world because i'm here every day doing (laughs) the same thing Drinking sweet red wine. 
watching my girl play fucking video. That's game. literally the only wine you drink is sweet red. I don't even know how you drink that much, but do y'all like sweet red enough of that? Bianca gets the big bottle. I sure do. I crush I it. I like mine's a little more. I don't know. I like white wine. Yeah, you're more of a white wine I'm Moscato. Moscato I know. You're a Moscato hoe all day. Like, Which one is this that we're drinking right now? It's that blue one, y'all. This is better. What's the blue one called with the little map on the front? It, it's called, um, it's something with a B. It is. This is bearable. We uh drank this while we were on our family vacation, and Daddy bought a whole case of this shit, and we literally finished it's the It's like so, but a creep up on you. It is. Yeah, you gotta be careful with it. And I've had a few shots of Casamigos. Um... Casamigos is like the new summer wave, I feel like. If you haven't had Casamigos yet, it's tequila. It, um, I've had the white, and now I've had the Reposado today. Actually, it's my first day. And there's a darker one. There's like a black, or it, it's not black, but it has like a black label on it, and it's darker than the Reposado. Really? Yeah. Haven't had that. Dark sounds bitter. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like I wouldn't like it, but... That's why I've been um, in the house just really trying to recover and do what I'm supposed to do and sit my ass down somewhere because trust me, I do miss brunch. I do miss going out and all of that, but I can only be so fly on a cane, okay? <laughs> you the, can. The, the baby limb, uh, it's giving very much Ronald Isley at this point. <laughs> I'm Ronald contagious. Yeah, I, I, but I don't know, but I'm getting back to it and... Hopefully, um, by the end of the summer, I'll be okay. Um, on another note, uh, we have had some family issues happening. Um, I know that for people who are loyal and listen to the show, we have had our actual first guest ever that was on the show was our cousin, Brianna, who we love dearly. She's like a sister cousin to us, has recently been battling severe complications from COVID. So... It's been a very trying time. You know, when I say severe, I don't mean, you know, down bad, you know, at home and just can't kick it. I mean, you know, we're we're asking the ancestors to intercede on our behalf. You feel? Well, of course, like freaking clockwork, Mother Angela called in and interrupted the damn show. Like clockwork. I mean, anyway... Like I was saying, you know, our cousin is really battling um, a tough time right now, and uh, we actually uh, have a family, our family set up a GoFundMe. Um, it's that serious of a situation where we just love everybody to contribute, donate, share, um, pray. Look, support is free. Correct. Support is free. And if you can donate, share, pray for um, her and our family, it's really a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. So, uh, the link is posted on both I, myself, and Amber's, um, Instagram. It's in our bio. Also, we will be posting the link in the bio of, um, the podcast Instagram page. So, please donate anything you can. I have been seeing, you know, a lot of our friends, you know, donating to the cause and everything. And yes, thank you to everyone yes. who's already, um, donated. And a lot of people have been sharing, um... Yeah, so I saw so many shares. Yeah, I did. So we love you, Bree. Yes, we love you. We can't wait for you to be back on the show. And I know for a fact that my aunt Yolanda is going to be listening to the show. And I know she's so happy that we're still recording because it's, of course, what our cousin would want us to do. And we've been on this hiatus. And now, oh, we back. <laughs> so go give us some money. <laughs> 
And that's on period poo. Anyway. <laughs> all, all the details are on. Um, we're not going to go too deep in it, yeah. into it on the show right now. But um, we want to keep positive vibes today, um, as always. But um, the full story and the details are on the GoFundMe. So you can go to our bios and click and read all about it. And yes, contribute, share. Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. So that's where we've been doing a family thing getting better all of that for everybody who's been rocking with us and waiting for us to put out an episode we really appreciate you i know again i talk about this all the time that consistency is so key and trust me i'm really on the path to continue consistency from here forward charge it to my head not my heart i've been thinking about the show and you know some of those days when i just wanted to get up and get it done my body really just didn't have the strength to you know go there yet but we here, <laughs> you know, I miss y'all or whatever. <laughs> Let me put my hair behind my ear. Anyway. Let's let's not talk about your hair right now. First of all, um, mm, Bianca came to my house looking like... Duncan! At his prime. A- in the height of his career. When his hair was the highest, the thickest, and the nappiest. I have no idea where this came from. Last time I saw her, she had some braids. I don't know why you <laughs> it was it's really taking me right I now. I mean it's a treacherous situation. So she has on this huge ass bonnet, which I need because I have faux locks and where'd you get this bonnet? At the beauty supplies off the street. I told you it was ten dollars. You need to get one. I do. It's reversible. It's nice. But I never I don't even wear a bonnet to Amber's house. Right. We were gonna talk about this too. Sidebar. For those of you who haven't realized it yet. Amber and I live in the same apartment building. (laughs) (laughs) I'm upstairs on the phone. (laughs) She downstairs. Okay. Uh, Have you seen that show? What is that show on TLC? It's like, um, it's like about sisters that are like too close or something like that. Or like relationships. I think it's a mother and daughter on there. Oh, yeah. It's It's called like obsessed. It's called like smother me or something. That's, that's like what it's giving. It's kind of giving that. So... Amber and I live in the same building. We see each other all the time. But you know what? I will say this. I guess because we're older now, whatever, you know, we go days without seeing each other. We could not see each other all week. You know what I mean? We're going to talk on the phone or whatever. But, you know, we're definitely in the business of giving each other privacy. However, um, Amber being in the building basically means that my girlfriend has two girlfriends because (laughs) she gets called for everything. And... If I don't have the answer, I'd be like, all right, well, I'm just going to send Melissa downstairs. Right. And it pretty much works out. So. Yeah. And we also um update each other on the drama going on outside. Did like, you hear the neighbors? Open your window. Girl, they're going at it. <laughs> I wonder if the police are here. Right. They were yesterday. <laughs> they were, but it wasn't even anything. Juicy. The domestic disputes. It gets ghetto. We be right here. Yes, I, I sure do. Like I literally hear their music when they're playing music upstairs. If I have my window, I mean, yeah, me too. I hear music. I hear church services. <laughs> I hear um, our neighbor playing the same Whitney Houston, Luther Vandross playlist every weekend, yes, and I enjoy it because Patty Labelle, somebody loves you, baby, was hitting different yesterday. You know, the one for me was uh, Whitney Houston. Um, Whatever you want from me, I'm giving you everything. Oh, my gosh. She was hitting it. And I just be out the window looking at my neighbor dancing on her balcony. She just turned 60. 
asked me for two dollars of that she can get a beer for her birthday. Bye. I gave her two dollars. Okay. You know. But yes, we live in the same building, so the dynamics of our relationship has just been closer. It's probably divine intervention that we are together right now. A lot of families going through a lot, you know. Boom, boom, bam. Everything works for the greater good. Okay. With that being said, Bianca has her bonnet on, which I've never seen her wear even down to my house. She doesn't even wear a bonnet out of her door. So the fact that she has a bonnet on today, let y'all know. Her hair it's great. giving Don King, Don Lemon, Don Cheeto. <laughs> Give it all the Don. <laughs> for this episode, we wanted to um go live or like record it, but she can't be seen. Y'all wouldn't look at her the same if you seen that. You really wouldn't. I mean, even the bonnet is barely giving me justice. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's so funny because um, Amber and I are not part of bonnet culture, and if you've been. Um, into, you know, celebrity news and everything lately. Monique, the actor, comedian, who I absolutely love. I love me some Monique. I feel like she doesn't get her flowers because she be doing a lot of complaining online. But she recently released basically a statement asking, you know, why the young black woman generation has deemed it okay to be at the airport or, you know, out in public in your bonnet and your slippers and your pajamas. Just... You know, basically, in in a way that she deems not presentable. Mm-hmm. And the backlash that came on top of that, baby, was insane. I mean, people said that, I mean, they made it a race thing. Um, was saying that Monique um, wasn't supporting black women properly and this and that and the third. And I'm like, look, y'all have to remember, one, she's from a different time. Number two... All, in, in terms of uh, historically, um, yes, black women were um, traditionally taught to cover their heads. Our hair was seen as untamed and unkempt and, you know, we were forced to cover our heads and all of that. And you could take it in that context if you want, but there's also a time where you wouldn't be seen outside without a hat and gloves on. Mm-hmm. And um, a bonnet or sleepwear is only for inside your home. That's what I feel like. Covering your hair with, you know, people wear hair wraps and stuff like that. But a bonnet is legit for you to go to sleep. Yeah. And we were raised a little bit differently. We didn't have that type of um, freedom where... If I wanted to go out the house, you know, my, my head in a scarf or something that no one was going to say anything to me. We weren't even allowed to wear sweatpants to the mall. Like, Yeah, we literally. talked about this on the show before, how, how my dad was pretty, um, you know, particular on that. Um, what you look like and how you're supposed to, you know, look when you leave the house. When you leave, you, you never like, know. You know, you're representing your parents, you're Yourself. representing your family. So... We don't do the bonnet in public thing. I also seen um, it was a big thing. All these it was a big group of girls like at the airport. Yeah, yeah, and they well, all had on like bonnets. slippers, bonnets, and I understand you're trying to preserve your hair for your trip. You know, when you touch down, you won't get it cute, but I, I, I can't. Get I preserve my hair for the airport. I'm not yeah. wearing that shit inside the airport. It's not that it. serious. The most you're gonna get me is wearing like one of those top knots in the front yeah. with like a scarf or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe um, well, one Amber and I always traditionally always were overdressed, even when we were y- younger kids or whatever. Just always been overdressed. But literally, I 
I don't even know. I think I might talk about this. I ran into Patty LaBelle in Philly. Like, literally ran into her, walking down the street, about to, like, go to one of my friend's house, like, coming from class. And I was head to toe, dripped and drank, baby. I mean, I was dressed. And Patty LaBelle came out in the white, mink, floor-length coat, giving me queen mother. And I told her she smelled so good. And she was like, baby, you look fabulous. And baby, after that... Baby, I've seen Patty Bell on the street. Give me my jewels. Where are my pearls? Like, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. You never know who you're going to run into. You might meet, you know, you might meet the, the woman in your dream, the man in your dreams outside somewhere. Oh. Shit. I ain't going to get caught. So, no, let me see my ex with his new bitch or something. And I got a bonnet on looking wild. Yeah. Oh, see these tresses? Yeah. It's not giving what it's supposed to be giving. The most, the longest that you're on the plane to wherever you're going, which is probably Miami, Las Vegas. Uh, a couple hours. Um, Bahamas, maybe Jamaica. It's a few hours. So those same few hours that you'll be at the bar kicking back drinks with your hair flowing is what it could be given on the airplane. I understand some people saying COVID, you know, the seats are dirty, all of that. I just feel like there's a better way that can, even if I'm wrapping my hair, I'm putting a scarf around in like a turban style or something. At least put your hood on. Like if, if you have to wear your bonnet, I would at least have my hood on if I absolutely felt like I needed to. But even that is a stretch. It is. So Monique was just basically saying like, you know, why, when are we going to get back to respecting what we look like in public? And she really was speaking from an auntie, you know, yeah. perspective. And y'all chewed her up and spit her out. And I just thought it was super unnecessary. And then, like, I saw all these TikToks of, um, first of all, bitch had on the, the, the bonnet with all the Chanel C's on it. Hey! With her bag hanging out in the front. And it talks about how it was part of her culture and her heritage. And what? Like the ghetto? What the hell? So not with the Chanel bonnet on. Oh. Put on the outfit to match it and everything. Like, wow. um, did you not hear the TikTok? I put on my jewelry just to go to the bodega. Okay. <laughs> like, what are you talking about here? Even if I'm just walking down to my corner store, I'm going to unwrap my hair. I'm not wearing pajamas. I'm going to put me on a little sheen sweatsuit or something and, and rock it down the street. Correct. Like. Not a little sheen sweatsuit. I'm just saying, y'all need to leave uh, Mother Monique alone with her little side cornrows in the gun. <laughs> Y'all need to leave her alone because she said what she said and she meant it the first time. Right. I know a lot of y'all not going to agree with me, but let's just say that if you're one of my friends and you think you're getting along with me or whatever, we're about to be out in the streets because you need to run to the beauty supply store with your bonnet on, you're with the wrong bitch. <laughs> and okay. that's on period, poo. Okay. Um, moving on in uh, what's been going on uh let me look at my notes here um we do have this situation going on right now with uh palestine if you haven't seen it um of course palestine and israel have always been at odds with each other where i believe don't quote me um at one point in time it was all israel or was it all palestine look i don't know the dynamics but i just know that you know, Israel and Palestine are basically, you know, at civil war right now. Things are getting really sticky. And the Palestinian people basically just want their own freedom. And they want to be able to dictate their lives as they see fit. And I'm going to scream free Palestine. Because people have their right to be who they want to be. And choose their dynamics of their country and all of that. And of course, people are saying, you know, 
the U.S. is backing Israel and all these other entities. And, you know, they're kind of strong-arming them and some other stuff. But do your research. It's a lot of shit going on. Colombia. Colombia has a lot of civil um, um, civil rights issues going on with their leadership and trying to overthrow their government and everything. And it's not just us. We dumped the Trump, but the rest of the world is still reeling from a lot of things going on right now. So keep your ear out, you know, for national news, not just what's going on around you. Um, what else? Oh, God, I know this is kind of late, but we're catching up and I had to speak on it. I know y'all seen that picture of Summer Walker <laughs> with her baby that she said she was serving flaxseed and shit. Yes. What? She's so weird. Like, first of all, old girl posted like a whole a whole nourishment routine yeah. that basically looked like a video vixen was trying to lose weight. Like, mm-hmm. everything that she posted was like a bunch of like Stuff that people say is healthy for you on Instagram, like seeds and you know this and that that she's giving her child that cannot process these ingredients. That's crazy. Like, what is the doctor saying about this? Right. Like, I know you're taking your baby for you know like their monthly checkups, but who knows with these celebrities, they could hire a doctor to come mm-hmm. to them or whatever. But basically, social media has showed a picture of where her baby looked like before, like earlier in the, mm-hmm. in, and then um, showed a picture. And this baby looked like a malnourished, starving child. The legs were so small. The feet were so small. And I'm not saying small like, oh, your baby's just little. It was giving bony. It says she's feeding the baby hemp seeds, honey, and shrooms. First of all, and what kind of shrooms? Mushrooms? Girl, raw honey, all this stuff that she blending up. First of all, a baby's body cannot um digest honey. Honey is like the main thing that really just like sent me all in other places because a baby's body cannot digest the enzymes in honey. It treats. We have the the immune system to support um what the you know additives and stuff are in honey, and babies do not. There are a lot of things. I mean, hell, your baby can't even drink water until they're six months. And she's talking about giving her baby water and shit. Like, girl, I don't know. These legs is real bounding from this picture I'm seeing. And her baby wasn't a preemie. That's just. It's very much giving them bones, them bones. <laughs> like, and, you know, a lot of people, basically, black Twitter went crazy. Black Twitter went hammage, okay? They was going in on her, telling her she was a bad mother, all types of shit. And I was just like, I can understand why people feel that way because you basically show a malnourished child. Like, we have seen the In the Arms of the Angel commercials. We know what a malnourished child ah, looks shut like. Up. And it was not giving healthy at all. Oh my God. Summer Walker. You need to take some advice. I know you're a fucking creep, but do right by your baby. Put your titty in their mouth. Um, 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 some Similac. Uh, they, they got the ones that treat your baby's stomach good and all that shit. Like, your baby is not ready for anything blended up and put in a damn... I mean, the most you give your baby is a little bit of sweet potato in their bottle. You don't do that. 
I ain't even got kids. You know what? Let me not speak on it. Anyway. Yeah, it's always a little touch when you don't have kids, but everyone knows what malnourished looks like. So, and that was giving very malnourished. So, I hope that she, you know, like fakes it out media wise and like post a picture of her baby and we see like chunky legs or something like that. Because if you see Nicki Minaj's son, he's not missing no meals. Okay, he is the chunkster. Okay. He is very much giving Papa Bear, whatever she calls him. He is fat. And I love it. I would never think to give my baby no hemp seed. Hemp seed? Like, what the hell is a hemp seed? I don't even eat a hemp seed. Take a hemp seed, make a smoothie with a hemp seed. I don't even take sea moss. Why the fuck am I going to give that shit to my baby? Like, <laughs> she probably get a baby sea moss. She probably do. Come on, this is for my baby. You know the mothers on Mori when they be like, this is my baby. I'm going to give my baby anything that my baby want. I'm going to feed my baby 10 panty cakes of that. Mm-hmm. She is the opposite of that. If I want to give my baby nuts and grains at two months old, that's what I'm going to do. That is crazy. I wouldn't expect anything different from her, though. Yeah. It's giving very much weird. It's giving very much fake brouhaha. <laughs> I'm done with that. Go away. Anyway, okay, moving on. In other news right now, we are um, in the swing, full swing of graduation season. Shout out to all of the graduates for 2021, whether it be your doctorate, your bachelor's, your associates. I don't give a fuck what it is. It could be your GED, your uh, whatever, high school diploma. If you have started and completed something that's pretty much all that school is i'm not going to say that school does not teach you anything because it does but the completion of it is basically what matters is that you started and completed a task in this allotted time which shows your employer that you know you're capable of your job whatever Mm -hmm. and you know i don't care how long it took you i see somebody who graduated who's been like in school for like eight years or something like that like be proud of yourself because school is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't have the opportunity um, to, you know, go to a traditional four-year college. I could say for myself um, that none of my brothers and sisters, well, my oldest brother actually went to college on a full ride or whatever. He, he um, went to Bowie State, and, you know, that was a great accomplishment for him. Um, as far as... I was concerned. I went to art school, which I mean, there's no school at all. If yeah, so people, <laughs> but um, I still I got myself into school. I took the test to get into school. No one knew that I was applying to try to get into college except my mom and like my brothers and sisters. Nobody knew, you know. It, it pretty much, I didn't ask anyone for money or anything. I, I did it all on my own, and I love graduation season because I'm secondhandly like so happy for all of these kids that make it especially black kids that make it and are going to you know schools HBCUs trade schools whatever because some of us didn't have that experience Mm -hmm. and I'm one of those people that did not have that graduate experience I didn't get any cards any money any you know surprise trip I mean my whole senior class went to Ocean City that weekend and I was home why you didn't go I don't think that I could afford it. I don't think that, or like, I don't know, like, it was like very, like, last minute, some people that was going, and I just didn't have the money or whatever, but I don't even remember going out to eat for my graduation. I don't, that time was a blur for me. I really don't know. I remember uh, grandma, like, granddaddy coming to the graduation, but 
I don't remember nothing special either, but I don't think I cared. I want to say we were at your graduation. Was it the year Amari was born? No, whose graduation was that? Maybe that's where y'all know it'll be John's. But, um, yeah, I don't remember much about your graduation either. And it, it sucks because, um, you know, it's no disrespect or, you know, no shade or anything like that. No Sade. But when my brother graduated high school, he was the first. The first son, the first grandson, the first everything. Not only to graduate high school, but to actually be going to college. Mm -hmm. My dad didn't go to college. My mom didn't go to college. My grandma, no, none, none of my family around me. So it was a huge thing. And I can remember, like, it was a huge thing. It was mm -hmm. like he was graduating. Everyone was so proud. My brother got a brand new truck when he graduated. He deserved it because he got an academic scholarship. He fully deserved everything that he was getting in that moment. And we have a lot of brothers and sisters. You don't realize that, you know, without even thinking about it, you're going to be lost in the sauce in mm -hmm. some kind of way or whatever. So... I kind of always had middle child syndrome a little bit when I was growing up. Um, we'll get into that at another time because I definitely wasn't nobody likes me child. Um, but Dramatic. <laughs> yeah, full theatrics. But by the time it was time for me to graduate, we were in this full swing of like, let's just knock it out. Mm -hmm. And so it was Tony, it was me, and then it was you. And then, you know, like it just basically, he got the ball rolling. And after that, it was just like, let's get this show on the road. Mm -hmm. So, I just never, when I see graduation videos of, you know, um, children being surprised with cars and, or being surprised with family from out of town and everyone showing up and, you know, or when I see cultural things like Samoan people, mm -hmm. you know, putting lays on people and, you know, graduation money and, you know, um, special rituals and cultural, cultural things for that matriculation you know for this is a milestone in your life and we never want you to forget it and so we stamp it with this right ceremony mm -hmm. like i was looking at like some kids in like hawaii and like they do like this traditional like swim around this rock and they have to do it in one breath and mm -hmm. it's like about their journey and like how they're going to the next phase and like it's so cultural and so such a monumental moment and it's just like we never had that yeah. And I don't know if that's part of black culture, because I will say, um, for myself, when I graduated, I realized that, uh, uh, maybe not my black friends had this experience, but definitely my African friends, mm -hmm. my Spanish friends, it was huge. It was like graduation party, car, trip, another club, another club, like, <laughs> I was straight up giving TikTok, like, and... I think that you should be able to give your kids that when they do graduate. You don't realize it um, when you're younger, but looking back on it, high school is really such a springboard for the rest of your life. And it is such an important time in your life. It's a it's a transitional time in your life. You'll never be the same after you, you know, graduate high school. So I, I, I talked a little bit about this on my social media, but, you know, I would have loved to have that moment. And if I were to ever have kids, Lord willing or whatever, I would totally give them that experience. Yeah. Like, my kids' graduation would be, like, insane. Like, we having a graduation party. We're celebrating you. And 
I just never, you know, really got that. And I would have really appreciated, you know, someone making me feel appreciated. I never really thought about it. Yeah, I, I thought about it. Well, I mean, like, my dad didn't show up to my graduation. He wasn't there. I had, you know, some family that couldn't make it. Of course, my grandma, my granddad, my mom, my close aunt, they, they showed up. You know, period. But it just didn't feel like I had reached this pinnacle level you know, for high school, which is crazy because on the flip side of that, when I graduated, when I walked across the stage, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, great. Like, the whole school went crazy because I was just that type of personality. And that was my highlight. Like, I feel like um, high school... I think in, in the black community, well, some people do go overboard, but they feel like, well, it's something that you, you have to, to do. do. So it's like, I mean, great. You graduated, but I mean, you better have. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know? Yeah. Of course, Missy's on the scene, y'all. But yeah, it, it, it's like a, it's like a thing of like, it, you, it, you weren't not going to graduate. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, how dare you not? You know, I mean, we're not going to get into the details of that, but there are people that say things like that who have no rhyme or reason to even speak on those things because you barely graduated yourself. But, um, yeah, it's more of a a thing like, why wouldn't you? And Mm -hmm. I think that looking back on it, you know, you don't realize that in high school you do go through a lot of things emotionally, things that you remember for the rest of your life happened in high school. And, like... It's a major time of growth and development, figuring out who you are, like, all of that. Like, the fact that you finish, there are kids who don't finish. Right. Who drop out, who don't make it, who commit suicide, who all that. We have people in our graduating class who died before they got there. Like, I think that people, uh, because, you know, it's not a necessity to necessarily go to college. People make that a bigger deal, like you're supposed to graduate from high school. So right. it's like college. It's like you, you chose that a, path. Yeah. Like you accomplished something. You, you, you know, you didn't have to do it, but you made it through. So I think that's why people make um, college graduations a bigger deal. Yeah. I've been actually thinking about, um, I had a conversation with um, my girlfriend. I was just thinking about how I feel like I would be a great substitute teacher. And I say that just because I don't have a, you know, full college degree. I went to art school and unfortunately had to leave art school because of complications with my knee. That's when I like really started having surgeries back to back to back. So I didn't even get to like fulfill myself and not because I didn't want to just because that's just how life works. And um, now it's just like. I feel like I would be a really good substitute teacher and you don't necessarily need a degree to do that. You can just like go to community college and get like certain certifications. But I feel like I would be a bomb ass substitute. Maybe you should do it. I feel like I would show up on the scene like it's not going to give what you thought it was supposed to give. <laughs> That's how okay. teachers are now anyway because they're so young. Yeah, like it's not going to give, you know what I'm saying? So we're not going to do the mistrunchable thing. And y'all gonna get it together, okay? But that's because part of me wants to, like, advocate for young kids, especially young girls, you know, about life changes and just being, you know, a transitional time. And um, being online just shows you, you know, we're looking at other people's stories, especially TikTok. People love to tell you their business on TikTok. Um, How 
you know, a lot of girls just didn't get that experience growing up with a mom like mine that told you everything, you know, as soon as you got your period, as soon as you, you know, you told her you lost your virginity, like, mother was on the scene like an encyclopedia telling <laughs> you what it was giving, okay? And everybody didn't have that relationship with their parents. So, mm-hmm. I would love to be that kind of like, you know, in-between advocate for the kids. So, I've been thinking about it. I'm going to keep praying on it, manifest on it, and um, see where the future takes me. But, That's not a bad idea. I could be Miss Shanks, y'all. <laughs> I really could. <laughs> anyway, moving forward. Um, shout out to all the graduates again. Like I said, I don't care what you graduated from. I celebrate you. I'm proud of you. Um, I also talked about this on social media that kids, especially teenagers, hearing that someone is proud of them is so important. Mm -hmm. Because, once again, yes, we heard that maybe from, like, my mother, but, you know, on the opposite end of that, you know, you're not going to hear, I'm proud of you, coming from my dad. (laughs) Not like, nigga, that's what she was supposed to do. Yeah, like, he's one of those. Like, very strict parent, like... Okay, so you graduated now. What the fuck you about to do? Go to ITT Tech like you, nigga? Oh, okay. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah, so I'm proud of you. I applaud you. Parents of graduates, I applaud you for getting your kids through this far. Keep on pushing. I know it's not easy raising these new age kids because they bad as fuck. (laughs) But, bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. (laughs) Bitch, you doing a good job. Okay? Period. Bianca's crippled dance she's doing right yes, now. Yes, period. Um, all right, move forward. So today, so funny, Amber and I are recording on Memorial Day. We're obviously losers today. I didn't feel like getting dressed. We sat around, we, had, we fucked around and had a cookout last weekend. I don't know what we was thinking. I mean, I wouldn't mind. Those kebabs was good. Yeah, it was good as shit. The turkey burgers was good too mm-hmm. last week. But I don't know. I didn't feel like getting dressed. I didn't even contact nobody to see what they had going on. Really I don't did. think I feel like seeing nobody. Yeah, it's a lot going on as far as like the family's concerned. And like right now, honestly, us staying healthy is also very important for us right now. Um, you know, just with the situation that's going on or whatever. So I totally understand why, you know, we're home. If you're out, this is so funny because last year this time, this was our pride cookout. Yeah, I saw that come up in the memory. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was so much fun last year. A year changes a lot. It really does. I have been looking at my memories that came up on my phone and I'm just look like I didn't live here. Like my life was completely different a year a ago. A year ago. Like literally one year ago. It just makes me curious like, what is What's next, next year, year going to give I don't know. It's like you try to think forward, but you of all people can't think forward because if this can transpire in one year, then what the fuck else can another year This get? is why I don't really look that far ahead. This is why I told you I'm just riding the wave right now. I'm just going with the Posting. flow. Yes, I'm not even doing all that because God clearly cackles at my plans every time. Yeah, he's laughing at your plans. Okay. okay, yeah. Who knows, you know, next year... Lord willing, maybe, you know, the podcast will do some major things. You know, you, you just never really know. We could be millionaires. We have kids. Wait, what? So. Uh, all right, moving forward. Also, so today is Memorial Day. Um, So instead of doing history for today, I was just going to talk about Memorial Day. 
Memorial Day is a day that we know now as um, being a day where we honor all of the fallen um, soldiers who have come before us, no matter what war, you know, whatever, anyone who's been in service to the country. Um, Memorial Day actually was first known as Decoration Day because Memorial Day wasn't an official thing. Memorial Day originally started when um, different states would have celebrations to commemorate fallen soldiers. Mm -hmm. And it was called Decoration Day because they would go to all of the graves of the fallen soldiers and lay flowers and, you know, all of that, which is why we see that, you know, um, at a lot of... Uh, military grave sites on Memorial Day and things like that. So Memorial Day wasn't officially um, tagged as Memorial Day until 1967. So this is not like a gener generation thing, like going back and back and back. Memorial Day is still fairly new, but Memorial Day has turned into more of a franchise than it is a national holiday. So it's just a day that, you know, we commemorate, but... It's also that day off of work where you go get that royal hustle, okay? <laughs> so, you know, for the people that have served um, or are still serving, you know, we thank you for your service. For the, you know, ones who ain't here, we pour out some Casamigos for you. <laughs> and, um, you know, two fingers like a player. Um, like I said, it's Memorial Day started um, basically out of the Civil War and um, 620,000 soldiers died and they wanted to commemorate them every year so if you have a fallen loved one and memorial day is really special for you you know i hope that you utilize this day for all the right things i'm like i said for a lot of people it's a day off where you can like get with your families and like kick off summer and you know this is the beginning stuff. of my hot girl summer yeah i think this is official I think it's I'm not feeling very hot girl summer-ish right now, but, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Next yeah. couple weeks. It could be a lukewarm summer okay. for you. That's, that, that, you turn it up. Um, yeah. As far as us, you know, we're not doing anything for Memorial Day. I do still want a hot dog. <laughs> I keep talking about this hot dog. Um, it, it doesn't take much to, to, to go out back and put a hot dog. I didn't buy any hot dogs. I have hot dogs. Oh, okay. What time is it? What time does the sun go down? Plotting on my grilled hot dog. But, um, yeah, so we're home and we decided to, you know, do the pod today. And we might as well just take shots and drink wine here amongst ourselves. Cause that's what it's given. Happy Memorial Day! <laughs> Woo. Do you know anyone that's serving right now? Um, I know some people that did serve. I don't know personally anyone who has passed away from um, being in the service or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I know Gwal Shout out to Gwaltney. Gwaltney is still in the service. We love service. you, Gwaltney. Um, I don't think Chris is, but... Yeah, I don't think... No. There's people that don't... Maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? But, look, if you didn't got in and got out and got your money, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love y'all. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you're at home right now thinking, dang, how can I start my own podcast and you got some stuff to say, you need to definitely utilize Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast 
right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will also help distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's dope because, you know, sometimes some of us get a little, you know, frazzled about who's listening or not, but you can still make your coins. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, y'all, so before we get into the main thing, the main tea, the main hot goss for today, Amber found some more um, facts about Memorial Day, which, you know, we always trying to gear things, you know, to our people. So this is a fun fact that I thought was like a good thing for what I was talking about anyway. Yeah, so Jada Pinkett um, posted this Memorial Day today. She said Memorial Day was... Started by former slaves on May 1st, 1865 in Charleston, South Carolina to honor 257 dead Union soldiers who had been buried in a mass grave in a Confederate prison camp. They dug up the bodies and worked for two weeks to give them a proper burial as gratitude for fighting for their freedom. Then they held a parade of 10,000 people led by 2,800 black children where they marched, sang, and celebrated. I like that. Didn't know that. This little pic. Look at all these kids. Oh my gosh. That's a 2800. I mean, I think that it's important to find out the black facts around things because, of course, what I Googled did not give me that. Correct. And never will. Yeah. Of course, they said that, you know, it it started with, you know, other celebrations. But, of course, you wouldn't say that black people started that. Knowing that black you know, newly freed slaves fought in the Civil War. So, that makes total sense to me. So, you know, again, it's about, like, honoring, you know, the dead and stuff like that. But specifically, for us, it is our own celebration, our own right, because it meant a little bit something different to us. Now, there are some people that do not believe there's any place for black people in the military, Mm -hmm. and that's another conversation. But for the people that did, you know, serve and were honored by them, of course, no white folks was going to do that. Right. Hmm. They take everything, don't they? Let's not start. (sighs) Anyway, boom. So, this week's episode is jumping off, kicking off um, Pride Month. It's Pride Month, Pride Season, I would say. Not Pride Month, Pride Season. Black Pride starts Memorial Day weekend, usually in D.C. Black Pride, Pride down in, Black Pride down in Atlanta. And then you kind of go through everybody's Black Prize until you start kicking off Capital Prize, which start in June. So, <clears throat> I was having um, a conversation with somebody about a poly lifestyle. And, you know what that means and you know just like a bunch of other things or whatever so i decided to have a poly episode Ooh, spicy spicy the kicking in so you never know what might be said <laughs> oh i'm not drinking that shit so <laughs> but yeah we decided to have a poly episode um I reached out to like a bunch of, you know, people on Facebook, people inboxed me, people that I would never thought, you know, in a million years would inbox me about poly life and everything. So, of course, naturally, we got to start on a celebrity tip because... I think a bunch of celebrities are into that shit and they just, I mean, don't put it out there. Absolutely. They they, they have their own little secret society. They sure do. Holly Weird. They call it Holly Weird for a reason. It really is. So, um, I've been looking, if y'all, you know, pay attention to the media, 
Um, for a, a while now, it's been some weeks I've been seeing this buzz about T.I. and Tiny and um, these allegations against them, which are crazy, making them look crazy. I don't know what to think. Tell us what y'all think. Right now, it's about um, 15 accusers, they say, with allegations against T.I. and Tiny, with claims including drugging, sex, sex trafficking, rape. I mean, none of the accusers have revealed themselves publicly, which is why kind of the claims are not credible right now, why they right. actually haven't been charged with anything. So it's basically all these people coming forward, male and females, right. that will not reveal themselves, probably because, I mean, a lot of them are known, I'm sure, but the ones that aren't, um, it's a 20-year-old that said that she was forced to swallow a pill, take a powdered substance, quote-unquote, um, and they allegedly raped her. She's saying she wasn't able to give her consent because she, she was drugged. Up. And so both of the stories that I read were actually 20-year-olds. Now, I don't know how old T.I. and Tiny were at the time, like, you know. When this but happened, they're making exactly. it a big thing that these girls were 20 years old. So right. I'm pretty sure they was old enough. But it's like, do y'all really have to do that? Because I'm pretty sure, I mean, T.I. got a whole bunch. You know, he got a crazy fan base of women that think he's like a sex symbol. Tiny, I'm pretty sure men are into you. Do y'all really need to drug right. people to have sex with them? So it makes me... Wonder, you know, I know a lot of these couples are like swingers on the low and stuff like that. Why do you have to drug, motherfucker? That's that's the part I'm not understanding. Correct. I don't know if it's true though, but <laughs> that's a lot of people coming forward, and it's just like, yeah, what about them would make them a target for someone to make this shit up? Right, right, and that's the thing. Like y'all are celebrities, but y'all are also black famous celebrities. Right. It's not like, you know, I mean, this is kind of like a thing where you know. Like the whole Russell Simmons thing, you know, one woman comes forward and then they all want to come forward. Which I, think truth to I it, totally man. believe that Russell Simmons is a fucking predator. Yeah. But with Ti and Tiny, I can't say what's truth and what's not. But I do know that I have heard not just via social media, but with other people that I've spoken to through you know Atlanta circles and things that you know T.I.'s sexuality is very fluid and mm -hmm. Tiny's sexuality is very fluid and that they have you know little parties quote unquote all the time mm -hmm. where people come through and kind of know what is given right and so again I don't I can't be one of those people that try to discredit because so many times black people face you know abuse and a sexual assault and people don't take their words seriously however we are talking about holly weird where one information gets around information gets around number two if you're willingly in a position to be hanging out with this man and his wife where there are even substances and drinks and x y and z flowing you kind of know what is given Mm -hmm. And yes, they might have, you know, coerced them to, you know, take a pill or something like that. Right. But the girl was saying that she was forced. They forced her. To, how did like, you get forced there? the pill in? Right. Like, where were you that they could do this to you in secret? Where, you, you know, you couldn't consent, and all of this stuff happened to you. Like, where were you in the first place with Ti and Tiny? And it's like. Why don't they want to put their names up? Why say something if you don't want, you know, them to face any kind of charges or anything? Because, you know, they're saying that 
without the names, if y'all don't want to give your names up, then it's not credible. But why is that? Yeah. And as far as trafficking and everything, it feels very, um, what's his name? Jeffrey Epstein to mm-hmm. me. It feels very, you know, this is quote unquote just what we do. And, you know, they try to like make it okay. Yeah. And it's very, it could very well be that, you know, these celebrities get so big in their own head that they think that they can coerce someone to take a pill. But, like, why right. do you have to do that? I'm, y'all have enough fans that will be with the shit, I'm sure. Just press Regardless. to be with y'all. Why do you need to drug them? Like, that's the part that's throwing me off. What is the drugs about? Right. I mean, yeah, you could get plenty of people to say yes without that. So... I think they're definitely with all that. I think they're swingers. I, I definitely do. They kind of, in, in, in some regard, have a open relationship. I don't know, but... Um, I have heard so many queer stories pertaining to T.I. Yeah. I wasn't shocked when I read that, that men had came forward as well. Wasn't shocked at all. And, you know, I would love to know, like you said, what's the basis of this? What's the reason for this? Is it a power thing? Um... If you are a victim, you know, of, you know, these people, you know, like, I really hope you get the justice that you deserve. But at the same time, like I said, I've heard through the grapevine, through people that I know who are, you know, look, Atlanta is small, no matter how much of a celebrity you are, that have, you know, said that there have been girls, you know, you know, brought, brought into the fold to, you know, do whatever with them that they're totally aware of. And who knows if it's a monetary situation that went left right. or... Because what made this, this, this that first one person come forward? Because, I mean, uh, their old friend Shakana, I remember she had got into it or whatever, her and Tiny not friends now, but um, she had spoke up on their behalf and was like, this woman is looking for a cloud and this, this and that, but it's just like... I mean, how if no one wants to put their name? Yeah, and now all these people are coming forward. It's just like, can everybody be lying? You mean to tell me everybody's lying? Like these motherfuckers ain't got that much money. Yeah, some truth to it, which is crazy. But um, I think you talked before in an episode of things you know your college experiences. Yeah, and that you have uh, had like a threesome and stuff. Would you be a part of a poly relationship? Um. Honestly, if I had my choice of who the third person would be, <laughs> then yeah. Really? And like in the same if I house. Had, if I had two studs, doms, <laughs> whatever you want to call them, catering to my needs and wants and whims. <laughs> Hold on, no. And I got my bitch at home. And I got my bitch that's for the streets. And we go out and do that. And then we're together. You know. Now. I say that in theory. But would I want to be like sharing my bed with two other people every night? No. No. Like. Right. I don't know. But. The T.I. and Tiny thing totally goes into, you know, like. What is the context of their relationship because this week we're talking about, you know, like I said, poly relationships and um, how to define them and what they mean and the different dynamics of poly relationships. And um, 
you know, what poly means to other people and things like that. And it's just, it's a broad, 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 broad spectrum. And maybe they think what they're doing is okay. I mean, no, of course, like the drugs and shit is not. But like, you know, inviting some little hot thing to come over and quote unquote hang out with them and play. Yeah. Play. <laughs> play. That's something different. Um, I think like having a, a threesome or something like that with somebody you can just like dismiss after. That's one thing, but to have a third party actually in a relationship relationship is hard enough with two people. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't do it. Personally, yeah. sharing is not caring for me. I probably wouldn't do neither. Um the situation but yeah, I I could see that going away. Like, I'm cussing both of y'all out at the same time. Y'all right. both got me fucked up. That seems like double the headache, right? Because me. poly. Okay, so this okay. The definition of poly as we go into it, poly is the practice of like an intimate relationship with more than one partner with their consent. Mm-hmm. So a poly relationship is literally about like sharing your life with another person. Which is much different from swingers who are married people who choose to entertain only sexually outside of their relationship with other usually married couples. See, that's the thing about it. Like I said, share it's it's already bad enough you you sharing, you know, y'all y'all having sex with, you know, somebody else, but you mean to tell me you love this bitch? Right. I wanna be the only one that you love. Right. <laughs> that you in love with. Right. And so um, <clears throat> you can't confuse that with swingers, which again, like I said, is basically married couples who, you know, engage in sexual activity and open you can't confuse it with, yes, an open relationship. An open relationship are two people who, to me, this is what an open relationship means to me. You let me know if you feel differently ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, open relationship to me is two people who are in a quote-unquote committed relationship with each other, but if they find comfort or sexual energy outside of their relationship, they are entitled to do so while communicating that to their partner. Right. So, I don't have to see the bitch that you with, and you ain't got to see the bitch that I'm with. Just know that there's another bitch. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. (laughs) At all. I feel like um, there are so many different uh, dynamics. For me, I would say growing up, learning about what the word poly even means, my perspective was strictly from a cult situation. (laughs) Yeah. Like, my perspective was like Latter-day Saints who, you know, go live in Utah somewhere and have 62 wives. It's giving and, Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah, it's very much giving Kimmy Schmidt where, like, they all sleep with each other and marry each other and y'all all brothers and sisters in some warped-ass, fucked-up-ass religious cult. Yeah. So, Polly, um, Amorous Lifestyle has negative connotation already attached to it from a cult perspective. Mm-hmm. So, from that perspective, it has a negative feel to it because it's something that a lot of these young girls get coerced into and you're talking about polydynamic where there's one man and multiple wives that is only one aspect of what poly is being you can have poly with 
one woman and two men, um, you know, one man and two women, which is what we normally see in mm-hmm. poly world now anyway but poly could be three men poly has so many different dynamics but for me the way i learned about what being poly was was from a very oppressive place yeah me too like that's not right and you know even though the bible talks about um you know having multiple wives and things like that you just you know grow up you know, hearing in so many words that that is not the right thing. Right. So, now we're here in 2021 where poly is something that you hear all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the dynamics of poly, I am huge on TikTok. Y'all hear me talk about TikTok all the time now. Because of TikTok fanatic. Yeah, I'm a TikTok fanatic. I mean, baby, you can learn how to... Um, keep mice and rats and roaches out of your apartment. Right. You can learn how to cook unleavened bread. Um, you can learn um shopping hacks. Bye. You know about all the fresh brunch places via TikTok. Now you did tell me about a couple spots. I ain't gonna lie. Come a, on. I had a good time at Urban Rose. Okay, I got a new place now. I can get Badia. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, TikTok is good for a lot of things. You learn something new every day on TikTok. I just learned that if you hold down the two button, you can mute your microwave. <laughs> Who the hell taught me that? TikTok. Anyway, but TikTok now is having like a lot of poly relationships being like bought to the surface and like where you see their daily lives and you know you get to get into you know how they met and you know the dynamics around that or whatever and I feel like polyamorous lifestyle has like this um rebellious but like coolness around it now Mm -hmm. it's just like Oh, you know, you hear, I mean, look, I don't know if y'all watch The Circle, the new season, but basically when one of the girls got outed that she was a catfish, she was playing a man. And the man that she was playing was attracted to one of the girls in the group and like the girl flirted with him all the time. And when it came out that, you know, that wasn't really her, that she was playing a man, she was catfishing as a man. She was like, oh, yeah, that's my husband, but we're always looking for a third in our marriage. Right. Okay. Like, what? Like, you said that real bold on national TV. I don't know. I just can't imagine sharing my husband. That's a lot. I just can't. It's a lot. And I will say this, being as though I'm on the rainbow alphabet people spectrum of the poly world, that poly lifestyle in a lesbian sense is I would say I I don't want to say more accepted but people ain't paying y'all no mind oh so y'all three bitches that all decide to fuck each other or whatever y'all do you know what I'm saying so nobody's really paying attention to um that dynamic and you know if it's so different I mean you're already fucking another female what's another one added to the bunch Mm -hmm. so they don't really take it serious right however when you put in this other dynamic of um like let's say like one feminine girl with two dominant women yeah it's like now it's interesting wait a minute and I do follow a couple like that on TikTok who the girl was with 
uh, the girl, I guess, she said she was proposed to at two different times. And, you know, they, they're they not connected in any way, basically. That, like, she lives with them and they have their life together. But she wears, like, one one engagement ring from one and one wedding band from the other. What? Yeah, so that whole dynamic for them is something that's really different and that, you know, we don't really hear of. So, like I was saying, for the most part... In poly um, relationships, it's nine times out of ten, it's one man and two women. Is it not? Yeah. Most of the time... It's that I know of. That I, and even... I've even heard of some poly situations that have even semi-worked. That it's always the dynamic is one man and two women. It's never worked for anyone I personally know. I probably know about three different relationships that did not work. I seen a woman um, on social media, one woman, she had two husbands. And, you know, she was talking about just, like, the dynamics of it and, like, you know, how they spend time with each other. And, of course, the first thing everyone wants to know is sexually, how does this work? Right. Are you sleeping in the bed with them? Are they interacting with each other? And so that's why for a lot of people hearing, you know, two men with a woman doesn't make sense to them in a heterosexual poly relationship whereas two women can lay in the bed with a man and no one's gonna think anything about it yeah and yeah so i mean like what like what is your opinion like okay i will say this before i jump into your opinion like now we realize that you know we're in a place where poly relationships have been um, more acceptable and not even just in a poly way it's just like more so like you define your own happiness and whatever works for you but um it's just a little bit more of a double standard to me when you're hearing these dynamics of two women sharing a man because you just don't hear it the other way around and it's like I know it's happening but not on a large enough scale where it feels normal because if you hear it the other way around, you automatically like, okay, well, these niggas is gay. Right. Right. So that's why. Ain't nobody telling you that. <laughs> right. And for me, I'm not saying that this is, okay, I'm going to give my opinion first. Whatever. Like, my opinion is, when I hear about poly relationships, this might not be true. Y'all can disagree with me if you want. It feels to me kind of like, one person is always giving up a piece of themselves for this relationship. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I had a friend who had been with a man for years, years, had been with him. Relationship working out perfectly fine. He decides that he's bringing another woman into the fold, and now it's up to my friend to befriend this woman to the point where y'all are all sharing the same man and responsibilities as wife one and wife two, which they call themselves. And he has basically decided to bring in a third party where you didn't really have any choice in it, even if you didn't want to be involved in it, here you are. Mm-hmm. Do you want me wholeheartedly? And that doesn't matter what it comes with, or you can basically just not have me all together. Yeah, I feel the same. Now, some some of these couples, um, some of these couples decide together, and they actually seek um, a partner together, which is called a unicorn. But uh, okay, 
we'll learn something new every day. Yes, if you if you're if you're in a relationship with uh, someone and you're seeking a uh, third party, they call them like their unicorn or whatever. Continue. Yeah. So now that's something different. If you as a couple decide, oh, we gonna look for us a girlfriend, we gonna look for a boyfriend. That's one thing. But when someone when you're in a relationship and that man or woman is like, hey. I got somebody I want you to meet kind of thing. It's like, so are you doing this so you can continue to see this hoe? Right. And I be cool with it. It's like, it's some, you know, manipulative bullshit going on right there, I feel like. Yeah, those are the dynamics that I don't care for. Whether a woman, a lot of these women out here, uh, you know, might not admit that. They might not, or, or might not even realize that, they've been manipulated into being in a relationship with someone else. And my whole thing is, look, if you're poly, I feel like that's something that you should discuss in the beginning. Maybe not necessarily being poly, but your partner should know, are you interested in women? Are you, you know, have you ever done anything with women? You know, because that gets the ball rolling. You know what I'm saying? Right there or whatever. But, like, I feel like some of these niggas are only going to try women who they know they could try. Yeah. Because it's not even about being poly. I think that um a lot of the times these men or women, whatever, you know, they might like somebody or, you know, like having sex with somebody and don't want to cut them off and feel like <laughs> that's the easiest way. Well, shit, we can all come together. Right. And I love you so much that I don't want to leave you. That I'm going to make this work with this other person involved. That's what a lot of people do. But um, there are people that that seek a partner together. That's not right. And and that would, for me, for me, if I were to ever exist in a poly situation, it would have to be totally consent on both parties or whatever, like, we met this girl, we like this girl, and we want to get to know this girl. And it would literally have to be like some, like, oh my gosh, this girl is everything I'm not, and she's everything our relationship needs. Mm-hmm. Because if you have nothing to bring to my table, you just another fucking headache. Yeah. So, for the third party who, you know, might be coming into a relationship that's already established, you got some, you know, big expectations because... I mean, what's the point of bringing in a third party who's broke, who don't have nothing going for themselves, who got a bunch of kids, you know what I'm saying, X, Y, and Z, like, you need to be a bad bitch, mm-hmm. period. I mean, I, I just don't know, I just I just feel like polyamorous relationships are not always rooted in, like, the best intentions, like... Show me somebody who's married in a poly relationship that been married for 10 years, mm-hmm. 20 years. I mean, a blended family is different. You know, y'all can make that work. But when you're talking about, this is, and this goes back to like the whole cult thing I was looking at. Like, this guy had a bunch of wives and like, they all lived on the same compound, but in different houses. So, like, different nights of the week, he would be with different women. Mm-hmm. And they had, like, a whole schedule involved. And it was just, like, you get, like, this little slither of time to, like, be in a relationship with this person. That would only work for people that, like, really like this place. You know those married couples that live in separate houses and stuff? So, maybe for someone, what well, one, A, you have to 
not mind sharing your husband with six other women. Right. And then you also have to be a person that's not that needy because you're splitting your time between these. No matter what, you're splitting your time. No matter what. That's why me personally, I couldn't do it because... You know, me and Bianca recently did the love language quiz uh, we found online, mm-hmm. and I think mine was quality time. My number one yeah. um, love language was quality time, and yours was the physical, touch, physical, physical touch, touch, and quality time as well. Like, I need all the time I can get. It ain't gonna work. Yeah. I mean, are both of y'all not. touching me at the same time? Because I'm coming knocking on the door. Like, uh uh-uh, uh, you've been in here for two days, nigga. Oh, no, yeah, hold on. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm reclaiming my time, yeah. <laughs> and you know I just I I get it now. We're in this age where you define your happiness, and that's why um, you know poly lifestyle is becoming more and more mainstream and more acceptable. Because let's face it, we all know people are shit, so it's just like, do I bend and? you know, delve into something that might not seem, you know, uh, normal by mainstream society, but works for me? Or, you know, do you just involve yourself in baby mama drama and, you know, um, sneak linking and, you know what I'm saying, all of that where, you know, you could just be a bad bitch and be like, you know, why don't we all be together? Right. And, 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 and you know, women... Pop, we have to be careful that again you're not being manipulated into these situations by men that you really love. And I hate to give it that negative context, but what else can I say? I don't even, I mean, look, not even women, even three guys, whatever. I just feel like someone in that scenario is getting lesser of you. There's one person in the middle who is the nucleus. And there are two people who are fighting for their attention and one person who's looking to give it out in, you know, different spaces or whatever. It's just like, trust me, there's someone who's lacking, who's not getting enough. It goes the same way with your fucking kids. I'm a middle child. I have middle child syndrome. So fucking bad. Like, literally. And it has nothing to do with you know, the fact that my mom didn't love me or anything like that, it's just that she had to give her love out differently to different kids. And it's just like, I'm not saying that I was lacking, but your relationship dynamic is going to be different when you add another person into it. Right. Like... Yeah, that's how I feel. I just... I just can't see where um, poly life would be something that you would choose unless, again, you just, like, found your soulmate. Again, this TikTok couple that I follow are two doms, two studs, two dominant women with one feminine female. Mind you, these bitches look just alike. She clearly has a type. For real? They look just alike. You show me. Oh, my God, I'm going to show it to you. They look just alike. And the girl is like... Yeah, they proposed to me at different times. Um, No, they are not intimate with each other. Yes, we raise our kids together. And it's basically like she has two separate marriages with these women and they all decide to coexist together. And it's just like, how did that happen? 
Right. Were you in an open relationship that led you to poly? And that's that's part of my thing. Were you in an open relationship that led you to poly? Or were you did you just decide one day, like, you know what? I think we're gonna add another person to this relationship. Yeah, are you that bored? I don't know. I I think I'll be a little offended. Are you bored? You tired of looking at me? You tired of doing it to me? Amber, what? Shut up. I mean, yeah, I totally understand that sentiment of, am I enough? Then okay. you know, like whether you know, even if that was something that was on my mind, you know, that I could have another person in my relationship and that would be seen as an asset like am I enough for my partner you know especially when I feel like like I said again these are there are different dynamics for every poly relationship and there are probably some poly people that know full well that they need this third person to spice up their relationship to like and and you know this person they see this person as you know, again, an asset to them, you know, that this could, you know, bring back, you know, the love that we had or whatever. But on the flip side of that, again, what if I've been with my person for however long and then they come to me and present this idea of needing another person in their relationship? Mm-hmm. Then it's just like, am I not good enough? Are you, like you said, are you bored with me? Like, it's a lot of... um you know, um, self-work you would, I would have to do. Like, I would have to do the work to be in a poly relationship. Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah, like, you forcing me to have to dig real deep into my feelings <laughs> to have extra love to give out for someone else because you have to love them. I mean, you don't have to love them, but that would be ideal, would it not? Right. That both of these people, you know, love you know, and I, I guess, again, that's what we were talking about. Like, this is how it happens where, like, I love this person that much that if if this is what makes them happy, then this is what makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Whether you really feel like that or not, you can be that lost in someone else's happiness that you really do put it, their happiness before your own. But that are that's just for the people in those situations because, like I said, there's a lot of people that they equally want other party. Yeah, and that's great. If y'all, you know, really were to have a conversation and say, you know what, I think we'll really benefit from, you know, having a third party. Or even if y'all... If y'all met somebody in a way that you felt like was organic and you just can't understand why you're having this connection with this person and you just got to, you know, get involved. I mean, I've been in the club with a couple that was like literally on a prowl together to find someone in the club that night. I mean, and that to me is more so like a... Not a swing. I guess kind of like a swingers thing or open. To me, I don't know. For whatever, for me, that seems like it makes more sense than have a whole relationship. Yeah, Yeah. like let's have fun and let this be this spontaneous thing that we do because every day ain't sunshine, (laughs) even in your regular relationship. Correct. That's what I'm saying. I just can't imagine like. 
I just be ready to flip on a nigga already. So I can only imagine having to cuss two out. Just have the three away. You know what? Ain't none of y'all acting right. Huh? <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever had a threesome? No. Okay. I mean, and, and honestly, it is really not for everybody. And for real, for real, it ain't all that hyped up. It maybe, really is maybe not. Maybe having a midlife crisis. Yeah, maybe because. I, I, don't, I don't see me doing, I think we talked about it on the show before. I don't think I would be open to that with someone I'm in a relationship with. with exactly. If I was to do that, it couldn't be my man. Right. And that, oh yeah, we did talk about this because I was saying that that's why it worked for me because I was in college and it was like a friends thing and that was, makes more sense. To yeah. Me. We were just like having I said, a good I'm time. I'm selfish. I'm not sure. My, my nigga with you. Okay. Like, hold so, on. Baby. You don't even be wanting to eat my coochie. Right. What you mean? I got to watch him eat your coochie. Right. <laughs> No, but for real, like, you know what I'm saying? And then you get into, you know, shit like, okay, boom. So, you know, what if you don't really like performing, you know, oral sex on your dude, and then you bring this woman in, this other woman, and she loves like a dick. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now you going to fall in love with that love like a dick. You at work texting her and shit. See, I just feel like it would just be too messy, you know? I don't have the time. We would be butt naked brawling, okay? <laughs> You know what? This took a turn for the work. Yeah, bitch. I'll put you in a headlock. Titty swinging and all. Amber! You down there a little too long. Then I tell you, get off. <laughs> Why am I laughing so hard? Because I know it's true. You know it's true. Amber. I can picture your ass now, like, girl, let me tell you how I had to <laughs> headlock this bitch. Correct. I, I just, um, you know, like I said, I follow a couple of couples on um, um, TikTok that have different um, dynamics because it was, it was something that intrigued me, which is why, you know, I wanted to have this conversation, which is why, you know, we will have guests on the show today. I am so excited. We'll be introducing two um, young ladies to you that have had an experience, you know, in the poly life and are, you know, willing and open to, you know, kick the shits with us and, you know, chop it up about, you know, their real ass experience because I can only give but so much. I don't have real life application here. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's important to get a real perspective on you know, some of the things I should have, I know I'm I'm pretty sure that we've had episodes where we should have had, um, you know, perspective, uh, people on the show as well, you know, but we're getting better with that. So yeah, definitely just want to ask some questions and also talk about the dynamics of, uh, polyamory within the black community, because I think it varies a lot different than, you know, let's say, you know, a white family or, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Yeah. So, the next time that, you know, I have, like, maybe, like, a show, maybe a follow-up show, maybe I can try to get, you know, maybe a little bit more diversity so that, you know, you can get a feel for, you know, everybody's perspective. It's a large conversation. It really, really is. I see that. Yeah. And like I was saying, when I ask people about it, there are so many more people that are involved and with the shits than you think. They're out there. They are. They're out there. So, yeah. Um, 
I can't wait to talk to my friends. <laughs> How about you, Ems? Yeah, I'm very curious. And um, I have some questions. Yeah, this I don't know why. This just intrigues me. So I just need to be inside the mind of somebody with this shit. Yeah, it's someone that you can ask, like, some real questions like, that you know and, like, a friend or, right. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's get it popping, y'all. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi, ladies. How are, How are you? you? Oh, we're wonderful. Guys, we have special guests today. Yes. This is only our second No, time. the third. Queenie was on one Oh, yes, day. yes, yes. Okay, so our third time on the show and doing it over a year of having guests on the show. So feel honored, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Today, we have my longtime friend, Bunkin. Yes. <laughs> and and we don't know, so we're but, trying to figure yes. out. <laughs> what do we call your your friend? Uni. We're called Uni. Uni. Like so... Oh, yes. Oh, 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 see, this is what we were talking about earlier. I told you when the third comes in, it's the unicorn. It's okay, unicorn. but you don't go around yes. calling her unicorn. your unicorn, do you? We we're trying to figure out what to refer to her as besides Uni. Like the friend, the the lover, the the the, the girlfriend, (laughs) right, right. You know, I mean, I need to know these things. Yes, the girlfriend. Okay, girlfriend. Okay, we definitely got to jump into all of that tea. Okay, um. Ladies, I am so excited for y'all to be on the show. First of all, I want to say thank y'all for being open and willing to do this. I know that, especially in the Black community, poly language and, you know, poly um, relationships are very frowned upon. And that's, you know, lack of understanding from, you know, other people and, you know what I'm saying, shit like that. Boom, boom, boom. This is a judgment-free zone. And, um, yeah, let's get it popping. All right, Amber. Get into it. Okay. So we are curious about this topic. So we had to have somebody, okay? <laughs> who is who is really living about that life? Living La Vida Loca. We have people hitting us up, like, yeah, I'm looking for somebody, but you know, I think the people out here bullshitting. They was bullshitting me in the DM. Yeah. But then I remembered. Miss Bunkin. <laughs> Bunkin has been in the cut, cutting up. So she did, she did give me a little, you know, insight on the situation, but I still got questions. We still have questions. Yeah. And we just wanted to clear some things up. So first, let's start by you guys um telling us the dynamic of your situation. So you can tell us. Who is involved, how it got started, how you met. So, um, this is Bunkin speaking, of course. Mm-hmm. This, uh, it, it, it had to do with my baby daddy. Mm-hmm, baby daddy. So, baby daddy and Uni got here because baby daddy was dealing with Uni. And at the time, I used to call her the Uber girl. Because, <laughs> like she was right. a Uber girl, like she was taking Ubers everywhere, and you know, 
her mama <laughs> saw baby daddy. He was doing Uber on the side, and she was like, you look good for my daughter, and that's how she got here. Hold on, and- hold on. Wait, pause. Hold on. First of all, Uni, I'm going to need you to get closer to the microphone so I can hear you interjecting here. You saying that your mama saw your baby daddy and said, you know what? I think you'd be a good foot for my daughter. Right. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, but it was really weird because I actually ordered the Uber for her to go to an appointment and he was the Uber driver. Okay. And so when okay. she got in the car, I guess they had some type of conversation. She was blowing my phone up. I was ignoring the call because I was actually talking to somebody else. And we were on the phone with each other and she texted me and said, the Uber guy's cute. And I'm like, okay, mom, what are you telling me this for? And when she called, she called my sister and my sister brought me the phone and she was like, the Uber guy's really cute. And I just wanted to know if I could give him your number. I said, well, wait, you meant for me? Wait. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Give him the number. And we started talking from that time. Oh my, oh my gosh! Okay, look, you look. Listen, I expected to hear a story today, but not blowing the the lid off in the first. Four <laughs> I see. This is why I hope that y'all got some drinks beside you because it's like <laughs> it's about to get real. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, okay. So from there on, okay, because I'm getting into the meat and potatoes. So, <laughs> Mama gives you the number of said Uber guy, mm-hmm. and y'all. Do you just text him out the blue? And well, say, My he mama actually texted me. I had just got back from Miami, and he had texted me, and then he hit me with a line that he uses, and he said, "Can I get some of your time?" And I said, "Oh, that's some nigga shit right, right? there." Yes, yes. 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 So we had talked on Facetime, and it was cool, and everything was fine, but then it wasn't. So me and him had got. <laughs> closer and everything i wanted a relationship and he was on some nut shit i don't know what what he was on but he bunking. wasn't ready i guess yeah bunking that's what he was on <laughs> no no it wasn't no, 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 no. Hold it, wasn't it wasn't me he had a girlfriend in new york that he was on so he was in a long distance relationship and hitting her with the oh you my maryland girlfriend and i got Ooh. the new york girlfriend Bunkin was already doing what she was doing. I was doing my own thing, but if I needed some services, I slide through. Okay, so oh. okay, so so were okay, so boom. At this time, were you and baby daddy Bunkin were y'all in a place of like not in a serious committed thing and it was just kind of like we know what it is type? It was more of a at the beginning, it was just we would fuck with each other when we wanted some that's how it started because i was trying to keep him at arm's length just because of how the past was between us and i closed that chapter and he has always been a friend before anything so he confided to me about everything like i knew about uber chick right i knew about her i knew what was going on and you know i would give him my insight and everything like that but then he tried to change the tone (laughs) try to talk about some he, he want to take things further and he want to get married and things like that. Okay, if that's the case, then everybody got to go. Right. You know, right. The Uber chick. The Uber chick. Included Uber chick. Uber had to go first because she right. was not going to go nowhere. She was on it. She wasn't right. going nowhere. Okay, so, okay, wait. Pause, 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 pause. So, what was I about to say here? Okay, so, in between 
this time, I guess, okay, what happened to New York girl when he said that he wants to get married in X, Y, and Z? There was a whole nother lover girl. Beefing. They started beefing at the time and things didn't work out anymore. So he okay. cut off the New York chick and decided that he was going to try to take things serious with me. But then Uber girl was still lingering around. Oh. So, you know, <laughs> if you gonna have your shit going on, I'm gonna have my shit going on. And he caught an attitude with me because I didn't give him my available time. And I told him, I'm gonna hit you with your line. What the fuck I look like with you know, only talking to you and standing here with my dick in my hand. I ain't about to do that. Right. Okay. So, so you know what I'm saying? Play play pussy and get fucked. Man. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not about to do that. So there was a situation where I had finally connected with Uni because she, they were getting into it really bad. And she, he was saying some hurtful things to her, some degrading things to her to where it okay. took her to a dark place. Okay. And I felt like me with a big heart i never want to be no feel like see any female in a low place especially if you're going to be sitting here saying fucked up shit to her let me talk to her give her some insight and try to teach her the game on how to deal with you because you are hard to deal with now okay. with that and at that time i okay so first things first i suffer from depression and anxiety Okay. And I had, at the time, I only had two kids, so everything was piling on to me at one time. And yes, he he's very hurtful. So he said some fucked up shit. And I was like, you know what? Fuck all this shit. And mind you, I suffer from depression and with that came suicidal. Correct. So I became very suicidal and I didn't know that he told her that. So I thought that she was coming in to tell me how to deal with him and that was it because that's how he presented it to me so when she got on the phone i was open-minded to talking to her i don't have a problem with talking to other females that's cool but she got on the phone and she was like we all side bitches out here i said that shit dumb other and you know been connected in this way two years right well december will make it two Two years years in december okay another question you know i'm I'm gonna come with questions um have either of you dealt with females before this point hell to the no from (laughs) hell to the no Girl, uh, my, my only girlfriend ever. Okay. Like, I'm okay. not going to touch any other female. But her, 
that's a different story. Right. Okay. So I had to feel out that dynamic because when when you already have dealt with females, your energy presents different because you really don't know how things can go with this woman as opposed to knowing that that's not really your thing and so you're coming really on some genuine friendship. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Has dealt with females before. Oh. No, I have not. You oh, you mean girl. my bad. <laughs> do that. But no, yeah. I have dealt with females before. Okay. So I it, it it is what it is with me. But yeah, she came as a genuine friend. And okay. our friendship was very genuine. So after Christmas, you FaceTime. And then what? We became close friends. And mm-hmm. um, she would confide in me about the donor, because that's what we call him. She would confide in me. I'd give her some advice, you know. And um, things, the, the tone started to change between her and I. I felt it hmm. shifting. What, what was the shift? Because this, this... <laughs> Okay, okay. So I felt it shifting because she decided that she was going to FaceTime me while she was in the shower. <laughs> I was Uh-oh. like, okay. Oh, Uni, you knew what you was doing. You knew what you was doing, you Right, you know, in the shower. And then she was always using the bathroom with me. So I was like, are we in a relationship? Because <laughs> you take me with you to the bathroom. Like, right. <laughs> it was like, it was a little awkward. And then I felt like little things she would catch an attitude about. Or she was flying off the handle with me like how she would with the donor. So I think you were probably oblivious to the facts. I was at first. I was at first. And one of my other friends, she told me, she was like, she liked you. I kind of felt that. And I told her, I was like, no, I kind of feel like she liked me, but I ain't there. That's that's, that's not what I'm on. And she was like, no, (laughs) she, I think she loved you. I was like, no, 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 no. That's my friend. So it was, I, I was really sick. And she said that she was going to come and take care of me. And this is the first time she ever came to my house. And she came and she nursed me back to life. Now, while I'm on my deathbed, now, before that even happened, she told me in a text she was going to get me. Ooh. I'll see you in full court press. I told <laughs> she told me she was going to get me. Mm-hmm. I leave being like, yeah, all right, whatever. You know, try to play it my nigga mind. Like, nah, whatever. You right. Okay, whatever. It's, no, you're not. But, I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, you can't say you're going to do that. You're going to do what you're going to do. Right. I was talking my shit because I ain't want her to. <laughs> so, I'm on my deathbed, and we was in the bed together. <laughs> She's nursing me back to help. I can't breathe. It's hard for me to sleep. She clanked me. In other Ooh. words, I'm sleeping, and she took her leg, and she wrapped it around me. And then when I tried to move, she locked it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I wish you could see my face right now. This is a book. Unless I just can't cuddle with you. That's something different. If I cannot cuddle with you, I, I'll stay on my side of the bed. You stay on yours. But right. I'm a cuddler. And she didn't know I was a cuddler. She was off of the mindset, I'm going to get you. But I couldn't get her while she was dying. That wasn't going to work. But you right. clanked clank me. So you what did you did, did was go. you put <laughs> the cuddle on her so she could feel your hot coochie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. she that hot coochie. 
Oh, I want just, you to know it's hot down I there. Baby. Like that, you know, when she did that, I was like, did she try to get me? Oh, I just said, like. Well, we're glad that she was there to nurse you back to health. She definitely was. Um, it, it, in other words, like she damn near saved my life because I had a double allergic reaction and that I, I couldn't breathe. It, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't do anything. It was hard. And she was here through the whole thing. So that okay. also brought us closer together. Okay. So mm-hmm. all this time while y'all are getting closer... Where does the donor come into play? Because it seems like y'all kind of had your own dynamic and right. he was not part why, of the why, 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 we no, did. He had no idea that we were talking that. behind his back. Wow. This is, honestly, I did not expect to hear this story. <laughs> so, yeah, he had, we kept it a well-kept though. secret, like, no, we we even had the kids involved. Don't you tell your daddy that I talked to you and that. <laughs> like, don't say nothing. Don't tell him that she came over. Like, none of that. Like, we we had it. We even went to the mall together, and we were just hanging out as like best friends. So nothing had happened, and the tone had changed when February came. It was around it was around Valentine's Valentine's Day, and we knew that the donor always wanted a threesome. Mm-hmm. And I told her that he always said if one of his females can give him a threesome, that would put them at the top. If he wanted a relationship, I told her, you need to give him a threesome. She's like, okay, bet. Tonight, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> wait, hold on. I didn't know I was involved in this equation. Yeah, she said tonight. I said, what? tonight like right now yeah tonight she meant that shit <laughs> so I was like you gotta get but I had to get prepared I didn't under, I didn't know what I was gonna wear how we was gonna do this like I was scared out of my mind like she cause she meant that I was like we can't reschedule this later she said tonight it's happening tonight <laughs> wait, wait. okay wait so wait uni before this moment had you had a threesome no never so this was both of y'all's first time and his. Yeah. yeah. Y'all were all newbies to the threesome thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a surprise. He had no idea that it was happening. She had already had the plan to be at his house that day. So what she did was I picked her up. He didn't know I picked her up. He thought she caught an Uber over there. Remember, she the Uber chick. So he <laughs> thought she caught the Uber to the crib. I dropped her off and I was parked up the street. And we already had the blindfold. She told him, I guess she told him, like, wait, wait right damn, here. This is steaming. Yeah, so she was like, you know, wait right here, all this other type of stuff. She told me she was going to call me to let me know when to come in the house. I was like, all right. She called me. She was like, all right, come in. So she came outside, got me, went downstairs. Okay, pause, pause, pause before we get there. What are you thinking in the car? Right. While you are waiting for this phone call to do the nerve that nervous. you've never done. The exact phrase that I was thinking while I'm sitting in that car sweating. The Lord not going to honor this. <laughs> 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 That's what you think about in the moment? Oh my God. The Lord not going to honor this. And then it's like I'm thinking to myself, no ma'am, no ham, no turkey. No. Oh my god. What is my country ass doing? Oh my god, this is hilarious. Yes. <laughs> okay. So the thing is that when I got there, he was like, 
so you was with a nigga. So we walked up. Yeah, because I was dressed like a nigga. So we walked up first. <laughs> I can't. And they got the ring doorbell. So you know you can see. And mm-hmm. he was like, So you with a nigga, you brought a nigga to my house. I'm like, What? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Just relax your life. Like, chill out. And so I told him, I said, I have a surprise for you. And he was like, I don't like surprises. I have a surprise for you, sir, today. And he was like, what is it? I just have a surprise. And he was like, okay. I said, I need you to do me one favor. His anxiety went up because he don't <laughs> like the dark. He don't like surprise. He's scared of the dark. He's scared of the dark. So I had to blindfold him. And I was I was doing the, the test. How many fingers I got up? Can you see me? Do I have on a shirt? What do I have on? And he passed the test. So I was like, okay. So, Angel walked in and she just started taking her. I took everything. Off. I took it off, right? Wait, she was like, I'm already nervous. We gotta get straight to the point. And I had already coached her on what she needed to wear because you're supposed to give what's supposed to give. <laughs> she took her stuff off. I'm like, what the fuck is that? All right, whatever. So, <laughs> so it's like we got up on him, right? We 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 did the little double kiss thing, and he sniffed me and he said. Do I, I know? know he you? said, "Do I know you?" <laughs> I did. What he in the jail Scott? He touched, he touched my boob and he sniffed me again. He's like, "I know who this is." <laughs> in my mind, I forgot that I always wear smell good, so he knew. And he was like, "I know exactly who this is." So we just just take the blindfold off. Right. Right. This right. right. It was you. It was you. He's like, "Jesus." <laughs> okay. So in this whole dynamic, okay, so. I will ask, was it a successful first time threesome? No. The Lord not going to honor that. <laughs> ah, that shit was horrible. Oh, no. the, the nigga couldn't even say up. Oh, oh my God. God. It's a henny. Like, it, it wasn't given what it was supposed to give. I always thought about that. Like, these niggas be so pressed with threesome. But can you even hit? Like, nigga, you could barely hit me. Thinking, yeah, y'all probably think... should have gave him a little blue pill before y'all. <laughs> Maybe, because I didn't understand why he wasn't given. I think and... that his nerves got him. Yeah. See, but... niggas always talk about it until right, it's time yeah. to be about and the crazy it. Thing is we, both, I wanted to, we were communicating out of how I, me and her. So it's like we looking at each other face to face and I'm looking at her. She looking at me. We both shaking our head like, mm-mm, mm-mm. This ain't gonna work. This ain't work. It's not working. Like, mm-mm. Okay, so from there, um, I will say, did, ask, did y'all kind of like just naturally kind of fall into this relationship kind of I threw it out there first just as a joke, just to see what he was gonna say. And I was like, don't you want two girlfriends? And we like, we giggled it off and it's like, he ignored it. So, you know, we left it where it was at and I was like, well, you know, I'm about to leave. He wasn't expecting her to leave with me and she left with me. So it was like, what was it, like a week or so later? When what? When when you decided, she initiated it the second time. I said it as a joke. It was, that was from February, March and April, we were fine. Me and him, we were, we, we had our little arguments and stuff, but it was cool. He didn't want me and her to talk because, mind you, he had a girlfriend at the time. And he reconnected back with, but the, back New with the New York girl after so the threesome. I was in my, mind you, guys, I'm young. I'm only 25. Okay. He's 30. 
So mm-hmm. in my mindset, I'm like, okay, if you don't want me, somebody gonna want me. Right. And so because he had a girlfriend, I was doing my own thing. He didn't like that. So because he went through mine and her text messages, because I was talking to her all the time, every day we never missed a beat. Every day we was talking. And in March, I had sent her a picture of this guy <coughs> with my friend. And mm-hmm. he was like, I don't want you talking to Portia no more. I, I did that, this, that. And I'm like, okay, whatever. So it was what it was. He made me block her. He made me change my number. And after that, it was just like, okay. I found my way talking to her because he had pulled up to my house. And um, he went through my phone again. Classic. Right. But he called her on the way to, while he was on the way to my house, he talked to her. And she sent me a text message and she said, what did you say? We need to talk. Oh, and Lord. by the time I got the message, yeah, I'm talking about, I was like, call me now, call me now, because I knew he was on his way to her, so I'm trying to get her to be prepared that this nigga about to do a pop-up, pull up on you, clean your Correct. phone, nigga, Correct. clean the fucking phone. She mm-hmm. ain't answer. Oh, that nigga popped up and saw the receipts. Oh, like her talking to someone else. Shit. And I'm like, and he coming at me asking me if I knew this nigga, I'm like, nope. He's just like, oh, you just gonna take her side because I saw blah, 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 blah. Okay, well. It sounds to me like, which I do not expect this dynamic again, that you two really were the foundation to being in a relationship with him. But in in some ways, it sounds like bunking, you were kind of the support system to say, like, I know you love this nigga and I know you want to be with him or whatever and, you know, it's just easier this way or something. Exactly. That's exactly, That's exactly it how it happened because I knew that she wanted the relationship and he never gave it to her. So that was the only way that she could have got what she wanted. So me but- being a good friend, I took that L and decided to okay being in a three-way relationship. She hit me with it. And I was like, okay. How did you, yeah, how did like, you feel about you. that? And he was like, he's going to call you and ask you if it's okay. And he called me and I said, all right, pack y'all bags. Wait a minute. What? Y'all wait, hold on. Just, y'all, like, just like that. Y'all said, moved y'all in with each other? We all lived together at my house. Yeah. After y'all decided this yeah, is so going to be the dynamic. May. Yeah, May the yeah. 12th is when. My, you know the date. So wait. <laughs> Wait a minute. So wait, uni, you already have kids. Yeah, I have. I, at the time, I had two. Bunkin, you have kids. Yes, I have three. And so this is just a whole house of chaotic polyness going on right. with the, the a gang of kids, two of y'all, and one of him. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I will ask. What were some other questions that I had on here? Okay. Pros and cons. We'll start with the pros. What were the pros of being in a poly relationship? The pros for me was if there was an issue with someone, there was always somebody else that you could lean on. Right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody was beefing with the other person, you can lean on the other person. But well, let me tell you what this nigga did today. You tell me mm-hmm. if I'm wrong. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's how that was. And even for him, um, he would lean on me. I leaned on her. He, I don't even really know who he actually leaned on. So right. the thing is, 
I was his, I don't know what to call it because Angel was his best friend. Okay. To me, it was like I was the best friend part two. Okay. Right, because when you say uni, if you think about the dynamic, in some ways, Bunkin, you were the unicorn because uni was the one that really wanted to be in the relationship with baby daddy. Yeah. And so you kind of came into that dynamic, even though y'all were dealing with each other, like, first. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, pros. You said you could lean on someone if there was an issue. Okay, other pros. For me, it was the fact that I had my friend, which is Angel, and then I had the person that I was in love with at the time, too. Okay, okay. I have a, I have a real question. Hold on before I get into it. Did the sex get better? No. <laughs> it did what? not. The first successful three-way we had was when we all got drunk and shit. I don't even know if Amber, I don't, Bianca, I don't know if y'all remember this, but it was a time that I had posted it on Snap, and it was me and her and her bra, and then it was him, and we were smoking hookah. Like, that was the su- successful night, because we got drunk Ligly. and shit. Just if one it, night? Anything is possible. Pavone, one night? So one night. Anything is possible. I think that the only reason that actually happened the way it happened is because it was unexpected. Like, we didn't plan yeah, like, that. It was okay. an unexpected night. And right. when, you're, when it's unexpected, it goes better. Now, I'm, the problem is he don't know how to not be selfish. Mm. So, for him, it's more of a I'm here to give mine. Y'all get y'all's when y'all get y'all's. Now, for me, I had a problem. Yeah, because this is this is the one thing I talk to people about in a threesome dynamic. And this is why poly relationships sometimes don't work out. And I'm gonna say, I don't I'm not gonna say sometimes. I'm gonna say 95% of the time, this poly dynamic that is great in the beginning is not gonna be able to consistently keep you know that level you know when you're adding another person to an already complicated thing of being in a relationship you can only you know keep the boat steady before the boat gets rocky Mm -hmm. and also in a threesome situation when you're dealing with somebody else in threesome y'all really have to talk about and lay out what's about to happen who's about to do what to who what are you comfortable with all of that because first of all these niggas stupid they don't know a damn thing <laughs> you got to coach these niggas but I, I'm hearing y'all say that now the dynamic clearly was way more than sex mm-hmm. so I will say I guess I mean of course it's a poly relationship but it wasn't all this like whole sexual thing you know like right no, no, we had we, we had, had a fun. lot of fun together, all three of we us. Did. We definitely did have fun. That's it a pro. Was a lit as summer. Okay. Until things went left. What's the con? Mm-hmm. The con is that he want his cake and eat it too, and as Uni say, he wants some ice cream as well. So it's like you got two girlfriends, but you still outside fucking your baby mama. That's, That's crazy. crazy. That's that is greedy as fuck. First of all, you can't even keep your dick up for two. How you gonna right? That's where that's where the dynamic changed because I remember when I was getting my hair done with Amber, I explained to her 
he stopped fucking both of us. He went from fucking a solo, no more threesomes, it was just solo. And then he just stopped touching and both I told of us. Her all was up that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He stopped touching us for a month altogether. Okay, so did, did y'all ever do it together without him? Yes. yes. Now okay. the thing is, he got mad. So Oh, he I was gonna say, I know he was not feeling that. He got upset because one day he was mad at Angel and I don't know what what was he mad for? I can't even tell you. It's probably something small. He was and mad he about was something mad small. And he went upstairs. And I, I went upstairs and I checked on him. I was like, okay, so are you coming downstairs? Are you going to come in the bed? What are you doing? He was like, I don't want to sleep in there. Okay, well, I don't know what to tell you because I'm not about to sleep in the bed with all these damn kids. Right. And then and- I went upstairs after him as well, trying to check on him and see if he was going to come downstairs. Um. He said he was fine where he was at. Sir, you're sleeping in my son's loft bed. That is not comfortable. Right. <laughs> like, you're, you're sleeping in a loft bed with a slide attached to it. You want to stay up here? But you okay. know how niggas be. You right. know, they, so they still got through the point. Yeah. Therefore, that was the first time me and Uni did something by ourselves. I don't know how it happened. Don't ask me. But uh, it happened. <laughs> I mean, you know, for a person who had never had relations with women, this all transpired pretty quickly. It, it did. It did. I mean, sometimes you fall in the hole, baby. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> but the crazy thing is that we got in trouble for it. Um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't. I'm having more trouble. I'm pretty sure. Did he... y'all tell him or he just found out? Well, I told him because me and Angel had a conversation. He was playing the game. We was having a conversation, and the conversation didn't have anything to do with sex. <laughs> but she was like, she was telling me how I was the person that she was able to lean on. And she was telling me all of these things. And he got mad because he says we were whispering. So mm-hmm. when I told him, because I went to, he left. He went back to his house. And so I went to his house after him. Like later on that day or something like that, I went there and I was like, "Are you okay?" And he was like, "Yeah, I'm straight." Oh, okay. Well, I just want to let you know that we did have sex, and he was like, "What?" And I was oh, like, yeah. "Yeah." He was like, "Was it good?" Yup. And he was, like, <laughs> he was like, "What?" She can do it. I was like, "I don't know what happened. I don't, I don't know what happened. I wasn't expecting it." But again, when you're not expecting things, things happen greatly. And right. he then he was like, So that's what y'all do when I'm upstairs. I'm like, wait, what? You what know is- what? It's so funny because we were uh, uh, having the conversation, Aaron and I, about the the dynamic of jealousy. Mm-hmm. And um from my perspective on the outside looking in, I have always assumed that it would be the woman. that would be jealous or feel slighted or you know in that what I would say typical because most of the time when you see poly relationships it is two women and men so you get that you know like is he giving enough time here or there but y'all's is completely opposite no yes or no because everybody had a piece of jealousy right because okay but it wasn't like no big his was a bigger jealousy than ours it was like mine was something simple as you know you don't 
talk to me like you won't say anything to me, but you expect me to make sure that you fed and done your laundry and something like that. Like you can't even say what's up to me. That was my thing. Right. Like you just act like I don't even exist. Mine came about after the fact because he has a control issue. And because he has a control issue, he felt like if he was upset with me, I can get put out. And he called me and he was like, yeah, me and her going to be in a relationship together and it's just going to be us. And I'm just like, oh, no, 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 no. He was a button pusher. Right. So with that, it wasn't really about a thing where she got more time or I got more time for me. It was just more of a, okay, you're willing to do all of these things for her, but why can't you do it for me? Right. Not about the time because she isolates herself. And I had, I didn't have a choice but to isolate myself because if you're going to blankly ignore me and act like I don't even exist in my own house, then yeah, I'm going to separate myself. Were you starting to do your own thing as things went downhill? I'm going to keep it all the way 100. I definitely cheated in this relationship. Okay. Ooh. I mean, well, I, it is. I had to do what I had to do. Okay. <laughs> Look, she she want to make it clear. I have to make it very clear. She did not cheat on me, guys. That's right. Okay. Mama yeah, got to have a life too. She okay for me. She okay me to go outside. Okay. okay. You know, mama got to have life too. That's what it's right. But the bad part about it is I, I definitely, because I went over the road with him and being as though I was in the truck for a long time it was like okay I'll go to sleep and then I hear you talking and we had a conversation and he called her and when he called her he said okay who gives better head and I'm like don't put me in this shit wow and then I was just like no no you need to keep it on honey who because it ain't you (laughs) it's not you like, right. So that got me, and then that that that, that got, got her in trouble, trouble because he was trying to come for me. He was trying to talk down to me or whatever, and that, and I had to give it to him real. Like you ain't even giving what it's supposed to give, sir. And I'm a whole virgin out here. Exactly. Like so, obviously, I'm doing something right. Obviously, I mean, okay. So the dynamics changed. Um, I will say before y'all broke up or whatever. What was the initial, like, end goal? Because, you know, when you get to a certain age, I know, Uni, you said you're a little bit younger, but, you know, you're not just doing a relationship for shits and gigs. Right. So, it's like, did y'all see longevity in this? Was this always, like, a right now situation? Something for fun. Like, you knew it wasn't going anywhere. It's just for the moment. We having fun. For me... Um, yeah, this is Bunker speaking. It was for me, it was just for fun. And I wanted her to have the relationship that she wasn't going to get. What I expected was for me to have my fun and them to move on on by themselves. Okay. Okay. That's definitely what I thought was going to happen, but that's not what happened because he was too busy trying to cheat on the both of us, but I'm a private investigator. I found out. <laughs> I, I found I out things. I, I'm gonna find out. I had all the receipts, and no, you're not about to do that. Correct, not to so, both of us. So right? How did this end? It ended because um, you guys know I had the knee injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when that happened, he took me to the hospital, and he told me he was gonna come back to get me. He never came back to get me. I was <laughs> stranded at the hospital, and you know he what? Had to come get me. 
Now, mind you, Uni don't drive. Uni don't drive. Hello. So I had to have my my good friend, which became our good friend. <laughs> she was here all uh, the through time. the whole. But she witnessed everything. She was here the whole time, and me and her, we went and we got her from the hospital, and we sat in here after we got back, and we was like. This nigga not coming back. No, and he never came so back. So wow. Like, she's texting, I'm calling. Like, he just never came home. So the next day, he came home like it was all good. And I said something to him about it. I was like, I felt abandoned. Like, I just had an injury. I have Correct. a leg brace on, and you left me. And Correct. he was like, I fell asleep. In my mind, stop fucking playing with me. I know exactly who you was with. Like, don't do that. So that's when things started to get real ugly. So after my birthday, it was the day after my birthday, he calls me and he says, do you think I'm a bitch? I was Um, like, what the hell is you talking about? So he's coming at me sideways and he's like, I need you to find me, find one of your male friends or a male that you know to come see me because I'm going to show you that I ain't no bitch. In my mind, I'm confused because I don't know where this is coming from. I was like, Correct. Want to talk about it? Like, let's talk about it. And he was like, nah, I don't want to talk. You get that nigga. Matter of fact, get your stepfather and tell him come see me. Okay. What you know. So I already knew that he was ready for war. I sat there on the couch and I smoked on that hookah and I waited for his ass to hit the door. Because I knew some shit was about to go down and I didn't know what was going on. So, you know, I called Uni and I told her I didn't know what was going on. Why is he coming at me like this? She didn't know. So she tried to talk to him to find out. He hit my door with an attitude. Did you call that nigga? No. What is this? Right. So he started coming at me all sideways. I'm all types of bitches and shit like that. And I was like, if you don't want to be here, you don't have to be here. Yeah, he this said, is classic niggas flipping the stuff. Yeah, niggas he was like, don't worry, I'll be gone by September. Oh, no, you're not going to be gone by September. You're going to be gone today. Yes. Today. Correct. And I was like, and I will help you pack your ship the same way that I got it up in here. So I started packing his stuff. And he's like, the only way that I'm going to get up out your house is if I call, if you call the police. Hold on, you was packing his stuff up with a broke leg? I yeah. was, I took the brace off. Because I, I, at that point, I didn't feel no need. I felt nothing. Because it's like, and it's like you're coming at me when I'm low. And a lot of people don't know that with the donor, it was an abusive relationship. It was a, and mentally as well. Yeah. So you were trying to take advantage of the fact that I'm injured. Uh-huh. Like, you, I already know that you're going to put me on my ass because I can't really walk. Right. Let me get you up out of here. So it's like the moment that he said he laid in my bed and called me all types of bees and stuff like that and said the only way I'm leaving is if you call the police on me. And my mind, I'm thinking like I gotta do what I gotta do because my leg don't work. Right. You know, and I would never want to call the police on anybody. Right. Especially a black man. Threatened all over again, just like in the past. Yeah. So I called them. Oh, this nigga was in his feelings because I called. What the fuck you thought this was? Get the fuck out. Right. I mean, and it, and then, you know, I just, where did it all come from? Where did so it Because all... he was wait, sleeping with the baby wait. mom. Okay, go Let ahead. me tell her. Let me tell them. So I got the phone call because I was at my grandmother's house because I had to get some stuff together for my son. And so I was at my grandmother's house with my good friend that was here uh, throughout this whole thing. It was me, her, and my mom. And we was walking around the neighborhood. And when we was walking around the neighborhood, 
um, he was like, I'm fucked up right now. And I was like, okay, what's wrong? Now, this is when he switched it from Angel being his best friend to me being the best friend because then he called and he was like, my baby mother think I'm a bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? What happened? So the other baby mother oh, was sleeping fuck. with his friend again. Oh, God. And he had this is just, so messy. Yeah. So he had just found out and she, the other baby mother had said to him, you a bitch. You need to get beat the fuck up, blah, 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 blah. So instead of him taking his anger out on her, he brought it here. And when he brought yeah. it, he brought it straight to me. And I had nothing to do with it. So just like she knew the story, I had no idea. Just didn't need therapy. So he was coming at me as if I said this to him, as if right. I slept with his friend. And so when I told him, I said, wow. I think you need to take some time. If you do not want to go home, do not go home because you don't need to take that energy in there. It's kids in there. Right. And he was like, I'll call you back. I said, no, you need to figure out before you get off, you need to figure out where you're going to be at tonight. I'll come to you. Yeah. You want to listen to me. Okay. When I got the phone call, I'm like, what the fuck? Is that this? is some warped shit. What like, is going on And it here? is just like, it was getting bad and he yelling in the background because he knew I was on the phone with her and he was like, oh, you obsessed with uni. You up her ass. I'm not obsessed with her. Right. And then I was like, you know, don't. That's when I pulled out the receipts. You think I ain't know that you've been fucking that bitch this whole time? Right. You so, think I didn't know that you went to Ocean City with her behind my back? Hold on, let me grab something. So I went in the closet and I pulled out all her clothes that he had hidden in my closet. Wait a minute. That he Hold thought on. that I didn't know about. The boat, the audacity of a yeah, nigga. So it's like it's deeper than that. Just like I found the shit in your trunk. What shit in my trunk? Hold on, let me show you these pictures. It's deeper than that. Okay, you check already checked out of the relationship. So what you thought you was gonna do is you was gonna stay here until y'all got your apartment together, and then you was gonna roll the fuck out. Let me help you. You leave today. Okay, so pause. Okay, because I'm gonna I'm wrap it up soon. I'm getting to the point. Okay, um. Okay, Uni, you know, you were the one that was stating that y'all were really in love and this is who you wanted to be with. So mm -hmm. were you finding out all of this at the same time or did you already know that he was stepping out and that, you know, shit was going downhill? Like I found out one day in the truck, the same day that he <laughs> said, he said, who gives better head? He made a comment. And he was like, I can't wait for my girl to call me. And I'm like, what? What? Like, who the fuck is your... But I'm a hothead because I'm so young. I had my screws not tight already. So I'm like, who the fuck is your girl? Because I don't know what the fuck you think this is. But the thing was that I was, I was very, very hopeful that that wasn't the case. And he told me... A lot of the times he was lying to me. Oh, okay, I'm going to Ocean City because it's the K's birthday. And I'm like, okay, so why can't I go? He was like, I feel like I should take y'all on separate trips. Okay, so why can't I go on this trip? i never been to Ocean City. And the, the time that I went to Ocean City, it was some bullshit because you got up, you left, and you decided that you was going to go scope the fucking place out. You could have took me with you. 
Yeah, he spoke the place out so that he knew where to take the baby mama when he took her back. Right. First of all, you don't need to scope nowhere. That's like saying, let me go scope out Dubai before I bring right. you with me. Boy, <laughs> right. shut the fuck up. Okay. So, but he did, he finally told me, and then I heard a conversation because I went over the road with him again after he left, and I heard a conversation between him and the baby mama, and she was like, you a bitch. You don't have to worry about it. I'm going to just shut the fuck up. I'm going to throw this fucking necklace out the window. I'm like, bitch, you bought her a fucking necklace? So it's getting real clearly. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. And then it's like, you know, everybody, he left August 24th. I put him out then. Okay. She left October, sometime in October, because for her, um, I guess she couldn't handle being here with me and then still dealing with him at the same time. He didn't want her here. So she had to leave. But I didn't know why she left. She just left. Yeah. So, um Oh, so he was like basically like if I'm not there, you she can't, can't be there either. It was a, it was very, very it very was very hard. Controlled. It was a controlling situation and it was like I was he was making it seem like I was the enemy. I was the wrong person. Um Okay. You so, know, and that was the first time that I actually fell into depression because it's like, you know, I had this situation happen in my home and my home no longer felt like a safe place. Right. Anymore. It was filled with negative energy. And then it was like somebody that I let in my life, meaning uni, was close to me. She just up and ghosted me. And I didn't know what happened. I didn't know if she was okay, knowing that her mental state. And then it's just like, I was just all the way fucked up until January of this year. Okay. So he he leaves, uni leaves in October with no rhyme or reason. And sometime in between October and January, I guess, uni, you decided to leave him alone permanently? I left him alone permanently in August um, after the situation happened. And then um, I found out that I I had a fetus. Um, And I had to write that check because it was just too much. Yes, I was happy when I found out the joke was negative at Amber's house, but things still wasn't adding up. So I had to go further. And there was a fetus. I told her, I said, that looked like a pregnant belly. Oh, so you you had to cut the check. I had to cut the check, but the Pro-choice. We're we're pro-choice here. Yeah, the kicker is Uni was pregnant as well. Woo! It's giving NBA young boy. It's very nice giving NBA young boy. As well, Um, and then we found out in October that his other baby mama was pregnant as well. Girl, I'm I'm about to really hang up. I I'm about can't. to hang up on y'all's ass. This is too much. This is, this is, this is. Okay. So, uh, I'm, I swear I keep saying that I'm wrapping this up, but the juice just keeps squirting and I just can't <laughs> remove myself I, I from this conversation. I really understand how much comes with being in a poly relationship because it's not all fun and games all the time. Especially yeah, when you're, it's somebody that's controlling and insecure. And yes. That's mentally abusive that. and things like that. Like, you know, it, it was really hard. So, what, what would you say to people that are interested in being in a poly relationship? Well, I'm going to go first because I don't I don't judge people. If that's what you think you like then go ahead and try it but at the same time you have to have the correct mental state and they have to have the correct mental state because if not it's never going to work 
Mm-hmm. You can't yeah. be with somebody that is pushy and pushy and pushy or controlling. You can't be with that person because not in a poly relationship. Maybe you can deal with it on your own, but in a poly relationship, it's not going to work because once that control gets to a certain level, it's a wrap. Then it's Do like you- a you can't deal with this person and you can't deal with that person and it it females can be controlling too oh no you can't sleep with him or Why? the male can be like i don't want y'all sleeping together unless i'm in the room and then it becomes something different with the poly relationship you have to have that bond with everybody, everybody. Right. it can't just be a me and you and me and you it it doesn't work like that so okay. if that's what you want to do then try it but you have to have the correct mental state. You have to be mature enough to want to be in it. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, like, don't be selfish going into it. You know, everybody should be able to get the equal amount of attention. Mm-hmm. You know, now that is very hard to do. It is hard to do. Why? Like, if you want to do this, you have to consider everybody's feelings that's in it, not just yours. Whew, this is so. A- would you all do it again with someone else? Hell, Hell no. no. <laughs> okay next question would you date each other <laughs> yeah yeah okay wait hold on are What's you dating giggle? each other why right, hold on before, y'all sniggling giggling tackling <laughs> over there are y'all currently they probably over there playing footsie right in balls <laughs> I don't like feet we ain't playing footsie wait a minute so wait are y'all currently involved with each other yeah. yeah. Oh, oh my God. Okay. Okay. This is this is this is this is tens across the board right here. Okay. Ten. Ten. Listen, because when when you guys were talking, I was thinking to myself this whole time, why they ain't cut this nigga out the picture? That's what everybody said that like you about the relationship to just control all, delete him, and we just deal with each other. So yes. we deal with each other, but we still talk to other niggas anyway. You okay. Know so I'm you're saying? in like an open relationship. You went from a yeah. party to an open, open relationship. Yeah, I like so, that for you guys. I yeah. do. I'm happy that this is not the typical um story of, you know, one man choosing one woman over that both of you all were pretty much in a position to say this is what we want. Y'all bossed up on that little yeah. yeah, it was like give me that jet. Like it was like <laughs> you know, it was it was very it was on your own terms and it was very organic the way things happened and it wasn't like a this is what it's going to be. It, it, it kind of happened really naturally for y'all. So for that, I am excited for everybody to, you know, hear that, that that dynamic doesn't have to always happen the way that my, you know, me being a person on the other side of Polly, that's where my mind goes. Is yeah. that a nigga had a woman and either she wasn't enough or he got bored or he was dealing with somebody else and, you know, bought her into their relationship, you know? And it just doesn't always happen like that. Right. Would I be in a Polly relationship? Um, considering that I'm lesbian already, I. I tell my girlfriend all the time, like, just give me another you and I will be happy. Like, she would never go for that. She would never. And I say that in a funny way, but because it's natural to have a partner who's not going to be all the things that you want. Right. Right. And so you think that, you know, you haven't made up in your mind that you can get that with someone else that just fills in all those spaces. Double the drama. Exactly. And I can barely deal with the woman that I have, okay? Like, look, I think that I would probably be more open to having fun with 
my girlfriend, you know, if we were to find someone that we really vibed with, she's never had a threesome, you know, it, it, it would be more fun for me than anything. But I think I'm a one woman woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, I have discovered that as well, you know. Um Okay, first of all, hold on, pause real quick, Bunkin. Do any of your peoples know that you're basically bisexual? Damn, am I bisexual? Oh <laughs> my god. The well, only chick I ever touch. Well, well she's still a chick. I mean, I, you don't have to label it because you know you just are who you are, but I mean because I, I don't know. So it, 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 it's a shocker now, you know. It just it took me back. Okay. Okay, well, you need- my mama know. Y'all know my mama. She okay. Knows. So with uni, do your people know that do you do you identify as bisexual? Yeah. Um, okay, well, that was cut and dry. <laughs> cut the check. <laughs> well, I will say that my eyes have been enlightened tonight, okay? The Casamigos <laughs> has worn off because the tea was so hot, yeah. hot, hot. Wow. Um, I'm glad that you all found your own way, you know, through this journey and that I'm that your relationship is still intact, your friendship. I mean, I'm pretty sure y'all are like, you know, raising kids together and, you know, all that, which is, you know, your bond kind of supersedes the relationship aspect because y'all both still are, you know, free to kind of do what you want to do. But, you know, y'all come back together and, you know. Do, do the kids say anything? What do the kids say? They don't know. They, don't they know. just think that we're best friends. So they can't tell. No. We're so you guys we're aren't like um, affectionate around each other or anything around the kids? No. no. Okay. Because okay. look, you see my girlfriend, she is dyke almighty. Like, <laughs> these kids know. These, 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 are, these are two um, these are two feminine. Be- feminine, beautiful women. Yes. So That's how you get away with sleepovers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah period. Yes. They don't Can she sleep over, mom? Yeah. <laughs> Y'all play too much. Girl, put your ponytail in, girl. <laughs> so, so, so to um be clear, Uni, you do have a baby by, by donor right now. Yes. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank um, you. And how old now? She's seven weeks. Seven weeks. Oh, wait, this is a this new is baby. Yes, yep. new baby. So how Ooh, girl, let they... me send you some pampers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so how does this work with you having a new baby with him and y'all are like completely done with him, but y'all are, are seeing. Well, so with, mm. as far as he goes, it's kind of hard because my baby is a uh, part of his secret life. Mm-hmm. So like right now he's in a relationship. The girlfriend don't know. Okay. Okay. The family, oh, the family don't, don't know. Okay. So wait, she's oh, a secret baby. I'm hyperventilating. Okay. Hold on. So. The girl that he's with now and has a baby with. No, no, had, no, no, no. This that's is a whole, whole new girl. girl. Yeah, that's oh. what I'm saying. So the girl that the other girl that he has had an, a baby with has no idea that he had a baby with you. No, she knows. She knows. The girl he's dating now doesn't. Oh, yeah, the, uh, brand, the brand new chick that he's with now does not know about Uni's baby. Oh, she y'all ain't told her yet? He ain't told her. She's a, He hasn't even told his family about Uni's baby. So the only support system that she has with this baby is my family and hers. Yeah. I would out him. I would out his ass so fast, honey. <laughs> That's but the only mama. reason why I won't is because I feel like my daughter deserves a father. And I have two kids already. 
outside of her. Right. My two kids' fathers ain't fathers. So I'm trying to give her, because he he claims he loves her and all of this and all of that. But gotta break because, that curse. Yes, I but because of the his whole situation, he can't be there for her the way that he needs to. Yeah, and I don't have time because his girlfriend already hates me, so I don't know why. But she has panic attacks when I come into any type of conversation or whatever the case may be, and so he doesn't want to tell her because when he tried to tell her that I was. She lost her her mind, I guess. I oh, so she's one of the bitches that want to pass out. And shit. Yeah, oh, right. She's she's gonna gonna go, I don't want it to Cut be a thing child. where I say something to her because it has crossed my mind and Angel's mind and my good close friend's mind to just tell her what's up. Oh, but honey, I- what's done in the dark always comes to the light. And yeah, but know- he seems to think that he can keep her baby a secret until she's like one, two years old. You can't do that. So okay. what about, so, so what's the issue with letting his family know? I don't know. That's the question that we're still trying to figure out why his mom don't know. I mean, that's it's just some nigga shit all around. Baby that came out the poly. Y'all came yeah. out the poly, yes. This same thing, I, I keep saying I'm wrapping up, y'all, but I am. This same thing happened to my friend. I told you, but her dynamic was a little bit different that her and her partner had been together for a long time. He bought uh, another woman into their relationship all these years that my friends have been together, they've never had a baby. He ended up getting the other one pregnant. Wow. And basically, her mom found out that she was in, like, a poly. The whole situation was, like, basically, bring your ass home. And, you know, that, that, that. But, like, why is there always a secret baby? Right. Like, you ain't got to keep it a secret. You need right. to get sure as to what his plans are. But I don't think that with her being the girlfriend... That she's going to allow him to be that. He, she's going to be one of those bitches like the bitter bitches. I don't want you to deal with her. I don't want you to deal with that baby because I have one, a baby father already. That whose bitch is not. She she not having that shit. Like my son is four, and they just had a baby, and that baby replaced my son. So right. I feel like that'll be a whole nother situation. So for that. Right, that you don't want to send your mental through that again. And, oh, Lord Jesus. Okay. Well, at least, I mean, you guys have each other. You seem like you um, you support each other. So, thank God for that. This is a lot to unpack. Uh, Our listeners are definitely going to be intrigued with this. And we might have to have a part two next week. Depending on. Yes. For sure. We're going to do a part two um, probably next week. Um, I was saying at the top of the episode that this is pride season, pride month. Polyamory does coincide. It fits right on in there with it. And, you know, it's just something that we need to, like I said, bring better awareness to, especially in the black community. So I really appreciate both Uni and Bunkin for coming here today and spilling, 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 baby. I mean, <laughs> y'all need to write a book. We wanted to um we wanted to record with you guys in person, but you know, we, we all have things going on in our lives. So we are we're happy that you all were able to join the call 
problem. Y'all, we love you. We love our listeners, y'all. I know y'all holding it down for us because this was a, a two-hour episode. I told y'all it was going to be a lot to unpack, but it was going to be so good, so good, so good. So make sure y'all tune in. Y'all keep up with uh, the Tea with Queen B uh, podcast. We're available on all social media platforms. Um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Bleaker, all that good shit. If if you if you're looking for me, you can find us. So follow me on um Instagram, Queen BT Podcast. Also, you can write into the show email QueenBT Podcast at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we always say a, a big hearty bye at the end. Bye. 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 bye.